Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon. Welcome into Sports Call. I am Brooks Childress sitting in the driver's seat for J.J. Jackson this afternoon. He is out handling company business, handling personal business, getting ready for softball. Not today, though. We were supposed to be leading you into Auburn softball versus Georgia State this evening. Weather has already taken that game out for the afternoon, so no Auburn softball this afternoon, but he is getting ready as he is traveling with the team. He'll be on the call all weekend in Fayetteville, Arkansas with Auburn taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks this weekend. So he may pop in later in the show, but as of right now, I am driving the ship, captaining the ship. I'm joined in studio by Tom Peavy and Cam Berry, and we'll be joined in just a moment by our good friend Tim Gillespie from Hometown Lenders on the Plains. We are every single Wednesday. He'll be uh, – he's – in the studio right now we'll, we'll get him on in just a second but good afternoon for sports talk because it's not a good afternoon for a lot of other things as there's a lot of uh weather moving its way through the area we want to as we come on to the air want to remind everyone to be weather aware uh not as not as bad as it was yesterday uh around here but still make sure that you are weather aware before we get going with everything that's on the show this afternoon want to let you know that the area is under a severe thunderstorm watch until nine o'clock tonight we currently have a severe thunderstorm warning until 3:45 for uh, the areas around this area it's Lee, northwestern lee county uh, northeastern elmore county southeastern tallapoosa county all under a severe thunderstorm warning we just had that pass through here the station area a little while ago and of course a special weather statement is under effect until 3 30 this afternoon so make sure that you are weather aware of your surroundings of course you will if something happens you will hear on the podcast slash online you will still hear us talking but over the airwaves in the auburn opelika area you will hear the national weather service break in and let you know what's going on on the show today, we've got a great one for you. We'll get to our birthdays and sports on uh, today's episode of the ep- uh, show. We'll also have Wacky Wednesday makes its return later this afternoon, so we'll get to some of that. And the Nightly TV Guide brings the show to a close later on this afternoon. Like I said, Brooks Childress, Canberry, Tom Peavy on the show today. Tom, how are you doing this afternoon? Uh, I'm doing great. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the, the weather where I, I saw something yesterday that was kind of uh, – disturbing i guess not good uh, we get under the uh we we got under a uh, a tornado warning last night and then in the they were talking about where this thing could potentially be and they were mentioning like lochapoca heading towards the wire road area so basically my my yeah. area they were talking about it well at that point was when it seemed like a lot of people from the mobile home parks over there decided to leave so uh, it caused a huge traffic jam uh, along Wire Road and Webster Road with people trying really? to evacuate. Well, by that time, it's too late because yeah. now you're stuck in traffic and there's already potentially one on the ground coming towards you. It can't do that. You, yep. you need to go ahead and have those plans in place beforehand okay. and make those plans beforehand. You can't wait until it's on your doorstep. 
to do something because then you end up getting stuck out in it and that's one thing that i noticed yesterday was uh, you know that's a pretty scary thought uh fortunately we we dodged that bullet yesterday yes. um they they said there was one reported uh on the ground we we got in all of our vehicles uh at the fire department and scattered out through our area we found no damage of any kind so uh very <laughs> thankful for that but um who is that i don't know oh that's me <laughs> am i gonna have to start turning oh off God. microphones uh, here? i was like what is going on <laughs> uh but um yeah i mean there's some more bad weather to, uh coming today we uh severe thunderstorm warning there's a big nasty cell uh that was right over auburn uh that has got some hail in it and there's more towards montgomery coming this way so yeah just be weather aware uh they, you know, I, I think the tornado chances are less today, but that doesn't mean it can't happen, um, especially with these supercell storms. So just be weather aware and, and have your plans in place in case you uh, need to do something different and get out of where you're at. Cam, how are you doing this afternoon? Uh, pretty good. Pretty, you know, it's been a slow day, weather, weather vigilant day. Uh, managed to get out, get a haircut and survive and come yeah, back. Yeah, looking so. good over there. Thank you. Um, upset though because my Hawks lost last night, um, one eighteen one oh eight to the Toronto Raptors, causing us to fall to ninth now. Um, even though we're locked into a playoff spot, well, that that is what essentially locked us into a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so with no hope to even get into the six seed, would have we would have had to win out anyway. Um, so Hawks kind of struggling, but Trey had a good game, um, twenty six and fifteen assists. So he's continued to do his thing. Um, we just gotta finish strong and of course every wednesday as i mentioned earlier we are joined in studio by our good friend tim gillespie from hometown lenders on the plains tim how are you doing this afternoon you came in last week and you said you had a really good week you had just come from a closing on last wednesday how's the week since then been for you guys over at hometown lenders it's it's been pretty good we're actually doing another couple of this week wow uh business uh, is booming it, it is it's uh it's 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 nice and steady uh, you know, we've done a lot of educating, I think, on our Facebook page and stuff. I know people understand that, you know, they think that the rates are really high. But, you know, if you look back a few years ago when people were paying 10 and 12%, it's, it's not really that bad. And, sure. You know, the effect on the payment's not. So it's still a good market to purchase. And we've been able to kind of keep the momentum going and continue to stay out in the public and, and do the things that we've been doing that are working for us, and that's being hometown lenders. That's uh, That sounds great. Like, we, uh, we've been a few days. We haven't had you in yet, so we've all gotten to talk about it a little bit. But what were your thoughts? We always like to talk a little basketball to start things off, especially this time of year. What were your thoughts on the uh, the Final Four games over the weekend and then the national title game on Monday night? Well, you know, as a, as a guy who really doesn't have, a, I, I would say, just that one team that you're just sure. very super passionate about uh it, it kind of allows me to kind of be a little open from from year to year with the, my emotions and you know i'll be honest my my emotions kind of lied with with coach k uh you know i, I wanted to I, I wanted to see a cinderella story mm-hmm. but you know the way the way things turned out it really kind of was you know, it, it might not have been a win, but you know the 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 great respect that was showed for him as he walked off the court. Yeah. And then you know, with Kansas kind of getting behind, and and I really kind of I I thought the Kansas in my home I picked Kansas to win. Uh-huh. And uh, I can't say that you know through the first two and a half three quarters that I was feeling real confident <laughs> in that pick, but you know the the composure that they showed 
was just pretty outstanding, especially in that situation. But what's on the line, where you are, the yeah. crowd, the media, you know, the attention. So, you know, for them to come back and, and, and finish it off, it was a pretty exciting Final Four in a lot of different ways, on and off the court. You may, it, there's a lot of people out there weren't rooting for Coach K. Um, but, you know, you, you always, when you see a, a, someone that's been – in the in whatever their sport is for such a long time you kind of want to ha- see them to get that cinderella story I, the most memorable i can think of recently was peyton manning you know that's you know going out on the super yeah. bowl and riding out in the sunset uh but it doesn't always happen like that if you're in contention for a championship you're either going to get that cinderella story or it's yeah. going to end like it did for coach k and it's going to end prematurely and you're you're going to go out on a loss so it's it's you know it's always going to end one of those two ways if you're in contention for a championship but i'll tell you what he you know he talked about it um, on Saturday night after the game, he said he always wanted to finish his years with his his uh, players in tears because it was either tears of joy or tears of uh, sorrow. And he know he knew if it was tears of sorrow, he they had given their all for that game. And he said that he was he was not happy with the result, but he was happy that his players were crying at the end of that one because he knew that he they gave their all in that game. And it's just whether you like him or you don't like him because he's a very like JJ polarizing. said earlier this week, he's a very polarizing coach. You either loved Duke or you hated Duke. There yeah. was really no in between. You were not really indifferent on Duke basketball while Coach K was there. And it's just, you know, it was one of those careers and I think one of those finishes that you you saw, you watched that game, an all-time great game as well, just in general, an all-time great game. But it was one of those games that you saw and you said, this is is how it should have happened. This is how it should have, you know, kind of played out in the end, you know? Yeah, most definitely. And I think, uh, I I mean – the the rivalry aspect in in especially in college I think causes some dislike. You, you get that a little bit with Saban. Yeah. You get that you know get that a little bit with with Coach K. Uh, and it's maybe not really jealousy. It's just a little bit of envy. You know I want my team to kind of be in that that spot. So yeah. I don't really think there's a whole lot of overt actions that you know that people didn't like about Coach K. Uh, at least I didn't see them, but. You know, when you're polarizing like that, when you're dominant for the length of period of time, that just doesn't happen. I mean, modern day sports right. in, in in anything. So, you know, they they you know everything is for the last what gosh, 15 years they've been talking about parody yeah. in sports, and I haven't seen it. I mean, you know, uh, we talked about this last week. You know, the the guys or the teams, guys and girls, really for a while. Oh, yeah. those, those blue blood teams, you see them. You know, oh, yeah. it, you know, you, your Arizonas. Your, your Villanovas, your North Carolinas, your Dukes, your Kentuckys, you know, those folks, they're in that Final Four picture almost year after year yep. after year. You know, even when Butler came on the scene, they still were relevant for more than just one year. Yes. You know, Gonzaga's been relevant since they, I guess, kind of became relevant. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a it was a it was an enjoyable weekend to say the least. Tom, you haven't been on since Monday before the national championship game happened. What were your thoughts about uh, the game on on Monday night? Uh, my thoughts were I won the bracket. <laughs> That's <sighs> right. I was I thought I thought <laughs> about did. that halfway through the game, and I'm like, well, Tom is because you mentioned it on Monday that uh, you were either going to win it or lose the bracket, right. and I was the one that was in second place. Yeah. So I ended up finishing second. I said I was watching I'm like, well, there goes Tom's not going to get it, and then they started Kansas started to come back in. Yeah. That's the one thing that I could think of was Tom going to win this bracket. Tom's got it right. Well, well and uh, well, and, and so in the first half of that game, when Kansas was just getting manhandled, I was like, wow, that was a dumb pick. <laughs> uh, that, Kansas just, they, they, they just kept playing. They didn't give up. They just kept on and kept on and kept on. 
Uh, and North Carolina never really had an answer for it there in the second half. And, you know, Kansas just – they did what they had to do. Uh, I But I was also glad that it was a very close game at the end. Uh, I was telling some buddies of mine, they showed that picture of all the uh, Kansas folks already celebrating uh, in, in Lawrence on their in their basketball arena. And I was like, hey – they better hold on now. I mean, this game is not out of – it's not just completely yep. over. And then, sure enough, on the inbounds, the guy steps out of bounds. It's like, oh, oh well, here we go. So it's like, just, watch it. It's like, this dude's going to nail a three and send this thing to overtime. Or or even crazy scenario, he hits one and gets a four-point play out of it and win. Um, but it, it was a good game. And that's, that's the biggest thing that I wanted is a, a good game. I didn't want it to be a blowout. Uh, I didn't have a dog in the fight other than the fact that I was I picked Kansas to win in that bracket. Uh, Your dog was being right. My dog was being right. <laughs> yeah, my own selfish reasons. Yeah. But as far as fandom goes, I don't care one way or the other. I just wanted it to be a good game, and it was. Came down, you know, there to the last second. I, I mean, the guy steps out of bounds and gives North Carolina a chance to do something, uh, and he was just only able to draw just a little bit of the of the rim on that three point shot, but. <sighs> Yeah, that was a great game, and uh, yeah, congratulations to me on my bracket win. <laughs> Before we keep going, I want to take the uh, second to update the severe thunderstorm warning. Just got another alert pushed through to my phone. Uh, 3.11 p.m., a severe thunderstorm was located near Stillwaters Resort, or nine miles northwest of Notasolga, moving east at 30 miles per hour. Uh, you got 60-mile-per-hour wind gusts, quarter-size hail located with this uh, storm. So make sure you are, if you are in Camp Hill, Waverly, Southern Lake Martin, Lochapoca, Roxana, and Blue Creek Marina, make sure that you are weather aware there is a severe thunderstorm warning in that area for northwestern Lee County and southeastern Tallapoosa County, or southwestern Tallapoosa County. Lochapoca? That's what the the push just sent to me, Lochapoca. That's weird, because that's southwest Lee County, and so that's, uh, yeah, that's weird. They... I think that's a, probably a misprint. So, I'm just listen. I'm just reading. Lots of is nowhere near Lake Martin. I'm just reading what Very the true. weather service sent me, Tom. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, be, please, if you were in those areas, please be weather aware. There is uh, some weather moving through the area. As we continue on, before we get to our first break here in just a little bit. Uh, Auburn baseball got a win, six to four over UAB last night. Improved to, uh, I think they've won two in a row now. Won a uh, third game against LSU. Now they get ready for a three-game series this weekend against Vanderbilt. Big, big series at home against the Commodores. Vanderbilt, number seventeen team in the country now, after slipping down out of the top ten earlier in the season, got swept over the. Uh, weekend by Tennessee. Also in the baseball world, we are just over 24 hours away from first pitch at Truist Park of the defending World Series champions. Let's go. Take I'm to the field versus the Cincinnati Reds. Max Freed will be on the bump tomorrow night. Tim, I don't know if we've talked about this before. Are you a big baseball guy? How do you? I was a head baseball coach for about That's, three you, years. You were. You Gosh, told man. us about that. Yeah. No, well, it's everything. a long time ago. It's easy to forget. So. You, you told us about that. I, and I'm a Braves fan. Are I mean, you excited listen. for tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I was a Braves fan. You know, I've been to games in Turner Field. Mm. I've, I've been to uh, 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 Fulton County. Oh. It's still my mind. I've been wow. to Fulton County. Uh, I've saw, I, I actually have seen Nolan Ryan pitch sitting behind the plate. In Fulton County no Stadium, way. and the next day, watched Joe Necro pitch. It was Astros versus the Braves. Wow! And the Braves beat Ryan uh-huh. and got beat by Joe Necro. Oh. I might have said Phil, but Phil was with the Braves at the time. Yeah. I mean, I remember the Biff Pocarobas, the Rafael Ramirez. 
you know Bob uh, Horner, Bob Horner, Dale Murphy, you know Dale Murphy's. I mean, I, I was a I was a fan when they were last to last every year. Oh, yeah. So you know they, the year they went last to first, I was like, yes, yes. My my patience has paid off, and my grandmother when she was still ninety five could name every player on the field. Like she was a Braves fan back then. You watched the Braves on TBS, yep, or you didn't watch them. Yep. So I mean, yeah, I grew up. I, I grew up, and I am a Braves fan, and I'll watch the standings and see what the playoff percentage is, and, yeah. and you know that to make the playoffs, and you know they're home and away, and you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. That's Turn, cool. You always tuned in to listen to Pete Van Weeren. Oh yeah, and Skip Carey. Yes, that's correct. Son of Harry Carey and father of current Braves announcer Chip Carey. And on great days back then, Tom, you know you could go W, you could on WGN. You catch you the, could catch the Cubs day game. Oh yeah, and then you could catch the Braves night game. Yep. If you, you know, but you know, yeah, because the Cubs didn't even start playing night games until 1988, I believe. Yeah. it was was their first night game in Wrigley, and so yeah, you tune in watch Harry Carey yes. announce the Cubs on WGN, <laughs> and then later on turn to watch uh, Skip Carey call the Braves. Yeah, and you know it was fun just to listen to Harry. He was the I, I loved listening to him do the player announcements. Oh yeah, you know he always did last name. Dawson, yep. Andre Dawson. Huh. You know he was, he had the same oh, yeah. mannerism for everything. So yeah, my my old school brave story in Fulton County Stadium, and it's always one that I I tell so many people. I got to watch Hank Aaron hit a home run. Now it was not in a game. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> Tom, I didn't think you were that old. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I, I, on the in nineteen eighty four, because his record breaking homer was in seventy four. <laughs> So on that date, on that date in 1984, uh, the 10-year anniversary, they brought him back. Uh, Al Downing, who was the pitcher for the Dodgers, they had him there. Hank Aaron, and before the game, Al Downing was throwing through pitches to Hank Aaron, and he hit one out uh, almost to the exact same spot of where his record-breaking home run hit. And I was there watching that as a little kid, and I still remember – Watching Hank Aaron, I, I always say it. I watched Hank Aaron probably hit his last ever home run. Granted, it was not an official home run, but that's probably the last time Hank Aaron ever hit a ball out of Fulton County Stadium, and I was Gosh. there to see it. You, you know, you can't. I hate one up guys. <laughs> I do. So I, this is, and it also tells my age, right? But I what? was, I saw, I saw Hank Aaron hit seven ten. It was okay. a doubleheader. My dad, I, I was so little. That right. I, I didn't really appreciate what was going on, uh-huh. and yep. I was trying to talk to my dad. We were at a concession stand, and I'm like, "Dad, let's just go." <laughs> and he's like, "No." So we went back in, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, everybody goes crazy because Hank Aaron hit. I remember seven ten, flashing at Fulton County, and at the time had no idea the ramifications of what that would mean huh. to me later on yeah. in life. So. You know, getting to see that was just to get to see him oh, yeah. bat was phenomenal. Well, I, in those in those little those times that I went, uh, my mom had a coworker, and uh, it was the, my mom's coworker, her husband, and their two daughters uh, would go to games, and they started taking me uh, like one, you know, once a year I would go. But I just remember in school, and they would check me out of early from school so that we could head to Atlanta. And I just, you know, I remember not being able to concentrate at all throughout the day because i knew i was getting checked out early to go to watch the braves and that was in the days of um 
you know, I, it, it's crazy how my brain works and how I can remember so many things. But, you know, Bruce Benedict was the catcher. Chris Chambliss was at first. Glenn Hubbard was at second. Rafi Ramirez at short. Bob Horner at third. Dale Murphy in uh, center field. Claude L. Washington. Um, uh, there was a guy, uh, Comiskey was his last. Uh, was, was it Brad? Brad, Brad Comiskey? Maybe it was. Um, and then, then you had uh, – Pitchers like Pasquale Perez, Rick Camp, Steve Bedrosian. Uh, I mean, just Goose Gossage, I think, even pitched there for a little bit. So You know who the backup catcher man. was? Oh, no. Biff Pokoroba. Biff Pokoroba. That, I kind of remember that. <laughs> I don't know. That's Tom is those, loving this. He finally has, Tom, Tom finally has somebody that he can share <laughs> stuff like this with. They, well, they, see, that, that, it was there and witnessed things like yeah, this. But see, that, that was also in the non-PC days when they actually had a teepee in the outfield <laughs> yeah. with Chief Nakahoma. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 no doubt. And that's, it, it, was, it was so fun to do oh, the little things God. and, you know, the true – Get a hot dog at the ballpark. Oh, yeah. oh man! You know, keep the scorebook in the stands and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. I want to know. It was old school days, but they were not old school days where you went in a shirt and tie to the game yeah, no. <laughs> and a fedora. No, uh, no, it was still t shirt and blue jeans. No doubt. I we are uh, as we continue on here on Sports Call. We are one day away from opening day. I want to know, and I just I'm trying to do my my own research, make sure I can find the actual game so I can get the score right because it wasn't fun for me. I want to know everybody's first Braves game. What 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 is your the first Braves game you can vividly remember going to? I, I, th- oh. I honestly think that it was probably that one uh, that I was just talking about in in '84 because I think I went again in '85. Um, so I. I I, I have to imagine that that game in 1984 uh, had to be my first. And Is that's it? just taking a wild guess. but I, Because I didn't go to – I only went to one or two – or I, I, not one or two, but two or three <laughs> in Fulton County Stadium. And I'm thinking that one in 84 might have been my very first one. Uh, Cam, what, do you, what was your first Braves um, game that you can remember? Actually, or if you if you no. went to an, you could have gone to another baseball game. I'm, no, I don't want to actually, pigeonhole you into a Braves game. No. You could have gone to a Yankees Pirates game. For I long actually long. have a pretty cool story. Actually, I'm pretty sure that this was my first Braves game. Um, I actually watched Barry Bonds hit the longest home run in Turner Field history. Okay, yeah. Um, watching watch went and watched Barry Bonds play. My dad and um, one of my best friends and his dad. We all went. And uh, that was a pretty cool experience. I'm pretty sure the Braves lost, um, but yeah, I I I remember just that that was kind of the first thing that came to mind. Um, I'm 80 percent sure that's my first Braves game because I was pretty young, 2004. So yeah, I, I was. I think my dad had just got back from Iraq, so he took us to a, to a Braves game. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that was it. Tim, was it the the 710 September one? September the 10th. 1973. Okay, you got the bottom date. of the third, one runner on, two run shot for number 17. That was your first game. First game. That is, that is a one that you remember the date is phenomenal. Two that it was that game that you've got that where you got to see Hank Aaron hit a home run. I don't know if anyone can top seeing Hank Aaron hit a home run and then seeing you know years later seeing Nolan Ryan pitch. 
I don't yeah. know. I don't know if anyone can top those Braves experiences. Uh, also, no. and I tell you what else was a cool experience, and and I don't know. I mean, you might have even been to this one, Tom. Is I went when they opened. Uh, I believe it was the first year that they opened Turner Field, and they had started interleague play, and the Orioles were in town. And I wanted my children, my boys were really young at the time, and I took them to watch Cal Ripken when he was on his like farewell tour there of playing in his record number of games. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go to that. I went to a couple of games in Turner Field, but they were very non-memorable. Uh, but I went to some games there, and I've been to quite a few games uh, at Truist or whatever they call it. I guess is it Truist? It's Truist, Truist. It was SunTrust. SunTrust Park oh, yeah. is when it opened, and now it's Truist. That's right. So I've been to some at – you know, at the new stadium, we'll just call it that. So I've been to three. I've been Fulton County, Turnerfield, and uh, that. Was, but like I said, none of them have, none of them have been just like, uh, like super, like record breaking, memorable type games. You didn't see Hank Aaron hit his hit his seven hundred tenth home run. <laughs> no. Well, and the most memorable one with the Cal Ripken game might have been seeing Cal Ripken. It was either that or hearing my six year old. Yeah. You know, they got the little carts where you can buy your sodas and stuff. Right. So we go between innings to get a sodas and. My six-year-old is just beginning to learn to read, and he looks at the front of the card and tells the guy, I, I, I have a booed laggit. And I said, you want a what? He said, a, a booed laggit. And he was pointing at the thing. I said, son, that says Bud Light, and you don't even think about it. You know, that was, yep. But that was my six-year-old. He was always a barrel of laughs. The, uh, the crazy thing, I, two of my more memorable baseball games – weren't even Braves games because I, I went to a uh, I went to an Astros Rangers game in Minute Maid Park and mm-hmm. the thing I remember about that is the two teams combined to hit like 11 home runs I wow. think both teams had grand slams in that game wow uh, and of course I, I didn't I had a seat but I just walked around the whole stadium and kind of took everything in and it was really cool to stand out there in the outfield uh, below where that train the the train goes back and forth when you hit a home run and there's also a huge gas pump out there and I stood next to that that was before they uh fixed the outfield because at that time when I was there they still had the, the hill? big hill oh, out there the in hill. center field um but I remember that game. I remember that game very vividly because of how many home runs got hit. And then I went to a uh, a game in Wrigley Field, and it was uh, the Chicago Cubs against the Mariners, and I got to watch Ichiro. That was when he was playing with the Mariners. And I remember specifically watching Ichiro throw an absolute dime from right field to third base to, uh, to gun a runner down trying to tag up from second. So I got to see Ichiro play, and I mean – that, that out of everything, out of all those other games, you know, I remember Ichiro because that was when Ichiro was in his prime, and that was just so cool to see a guy of that caliber playing baseball. And then he makes a play like that, and you're like, oh my gosh! I had to look it up and make sure I got the date correct and got the score correct. My first Braves game was Sunday, June the tenth, twenty twelve. The Braves were hosting the Toronto Blue Jays. It was a rainy day. We were in North Georgia on vacation. I had one. I had one tickets to the game, and so that's the only reason my parents agreed to go. Was I had won these tickets, and so we were going there. But it was raining, and we were listening to the Braves, the pregame show on the way down uh, eighty-five, trying to get to there in time. We were not going to make it in time. They said, "Well, we're going to start in delay, folks." And, I'm, and I immediately, my heart sinks yeah. because I'm like, "They're going to rain this out. It's going to get rained out." And then we get there right, and they right as we're pulling into the parking lot, parking. They're like, "We're you know we've got 25 minutes to first pitch. We're going to go." The rain had let up. I on the on the schedule, you you know you look at the schedule. It was supposed to be Tim Hudson pitching, yeah. who was my favorite player of all time. 
Tim Hudson was my favorite player of all time. Well, you know who was coming in the next day? It was the New York Yankees. And with the with it being rainy and with the I think they'd already lost the series or something, uh, the Braves decided that we're gonna hold Hudson to pitch him against the Yankees on Monday <laughs> and we're gonna throw out a young kid out of Triple A named Julio Tehran. Oh wow. Yeah. And so they called up Tehran for that game. I was able to watch I think he what did he do? He went it wasn't a great game. He went four and a third innings pitch, gave up four hits and four runs, struck out five. But the Blue Jays teed off on the Braves. Final score of that game was 12-4. to four. Sheesh. Wow. Levon Hernandez, his very short career with the Braves, came in when an uh, inning in two-thirds, gave up seven hits, five runs, and there were one, two, three home runs all hit off of Levon Hernandez by the Blue Jays. <laughs> it was... Who did hit those? Uh, Lowry... Um, Colby Rasmus, who is a uh, uh, Phoenix City native. Phoenix, yeah, he was on the Phoenix City Little League team from 98. Well, maybe it was only two home runs, but both of them were off Hernandez. I'm having trouble reading this uh, box mm. score. But I did, however, get to see 2012, if you remember, was Chipper Jones last year, and he came off the DL that day because they wanted to get him some the, the swings in the Blue Jays series before we went you got into the the Yankees. They didn't want to throw him right back into it with the Yankees. And so I did get to see Chipper Jones play the hot corner in his nice. last year. Nice. And so it was it was a like I said a rainy day. Yeah. We were in the upper deck of Turner Field and the Blue Jays crushed the Braves 12 to 4. But I got to see Chipper play. That's dope. And that was that That's was cool. my first Braves game. Yeah. It was awesome. I have one last game. I went to um Coors Field, I saw the Dodgers and Rockies play May May 13th, 2017. Um, Dodgers won four to nothing, but Coors Field is beautiful. I bet. Oh my it's an outside of it. Oh my gosh, it's so nice in there. I love it. Just the view, you can see the mountains, and it's um, it's facing out like when you're when you uh, when you see it. It's it's just. Whew. Opening, Such a great experience. Opening day for Major League Baseball is tomorrow. The Braves take on the Reds. You can hear that game on our sister station, AM 1230 WAUD. Tim Gillespie from Hometown Lenders on the Plains. It's been great having you hang out with us this afternoon. Oh, I know man. it's it's opening day t- tomorrow. You're doing a lot of closings here recently, which is a very good thing for, you, for you guys. Uh, tell us a little bit of what y'all got coming up here, what what deals y'all are running and everything. Well, we do have one thing I would like to do. You know, Easter Easter is a special time for a lot of people. So here at Hometown Lenders on the Plains, we're doing a giveaway. And we're going to give away a Easter ham Ooh. from Honey Baked Hams, along with a $100 gift certificate. So uh, hopefully we can make uh, someone's Easter Sunday – Easter weekend. Hopefully, we can make that uh, a blessed weekend for them. The only thing you have to do is go to Hometown Lenders on the Plains Facebook page, like the page, drop a comment, and share it with three of your friends. We have a uh, on our on our Meta Business Suite on there. It will pick the winner. So you know, make sure that my wife doesn't win and we have the ham. <laughs> uh, but no, what we, in all seriousness, we hope that this just brightens up someone's Easter weekend. So you know, go to the page. You know, it's 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 easy to do. Like it, maybe you'll win it. Uh, we're we're hoping it just blesses someone on Easter Sunday. So that's the biggest thing we got coming up. Other than that, uh, I'll see you guys next weekend. And everybody have to remember that you know, hometown lenders, nineteen forty three A South College Street. Drop by just to say hi if you want to. Talk about a loan. We got a lot of loan products. 
Thank you guys for having us. We're your equal housing lender opportunity. NMLS 200-6284. Thank you guys. See you next week. Thank you so much, Tim. That is a great opportunity. Go like their page on Facebook. We'll talk more about that. We'll give more shout-outs as the show goes along for the rest of the week, probably as well. And it's always great to have you in here, Tim. 334-887-341 locally. Toll free one triple eight nine tiger 9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line when we come back. Birthdays and sports and your phone calls. You're listening to Sports Call on a Wednesday afternoon. Have your attention, please. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is what? My name is what? My name is Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9, our website, thetiger.fm, on the Sports Call podcast. going to be a fun Put together on the podcast this evening. <laughs> Piecing that thing together. Good luck. You can be on the show. 334-887-341 locally. Toll free one 888 9 As we start the second hour of the show. I want to give a shout out. Tim Gillespie, Hometown Lenders on the Plains, joined us in the first hour. Always great to talk to him. We talked about some opening day memory, or not opening day memories, but first game memories, really, because tomorrow is the first game. Yeah, that was a cool for cool segment we had there. He, he's seen so many things, so many great, great uh, Braves moments, some great players in the sports world that he's yeah. seen. So make sure you uh, check out Hometown Lenders on the Plains if you need any sort of loan help, mortgage help, if you're looking to buy or uh, buy a home or refinance the one you are in. Make sure you just ask them. Stop by and see them at 1943A South College Street in Auburn. 334, as I said, uh, 887-34, locally, toll-free, one 9 Tiger 9 One of the big storylines of today is not really in the sports world in this area. It's about the weather. If you are in the east-central Alabama area, make sure you are weather-aware. Special weather statement continues for the area until 415 for some strong thunderstorms in the area. And the severe thunderstorm watch continues for the area until 9 o'clock tonight. If there's any updates, any weather stuff that comes through on the phone or somewhere we'll make sure to bring uh, get that information out to you uh i'm brooks childress joined by tom Peavy and cam berry 
We've got a great show going on so far. As I said, if you missed any of it, we may or may not have it on the podcast this evening. We had a little power flicker in the first hour, so we'll see what we can piece together. But we've got a great show the rest of the way. Coming up in a little while, we'll get to Wacky Wednesday again. We've uh, not done that in a couple weeks. JJ hasn't been here for a couple weeks, so we haven't done Wacky Wednesday in a bit. Tom's got a little something-something cooked up for us, so I think he's been sitting on this for a couple weeks. We can talk about that coming up. And then Nightly TV Guide finishes out our show in just a little bit. Braves opening day is tomorrow. They'll take on the Cincinnati Reds. The Champions Week festivities get underway tomorrow, as you'll see the banner be raised at Truist Park for another World Series title. I don't know necessarily if it's a banner. It's probably one of those like little flag things that they put on the light posts out in the outfield. Uh, But still, you'll see that raised tomorrow. The game is nationally televised on ESPN2 tomorrow night. so you'll be able to, they'll, they'll bring you all of the uh, coverage on that. Uh, I think they're coming on the air 30 minutes before first pitch so that you can see all of the banner raising and everything. Hopefully it's a better opening day than last year. I think the Braves got hammered yeah. last year on opening day. We got, we got Lost two out of three last year to the to the uh, Nationals. Nationals. The year. And so naturally everybody panicked and was like, this team's terrible. <laughs> well, if you remember with the Braves. That they was were bad. They were bad yeah, the first half t- of the season. Yeah, they, they really were. Um, oddly enough, they got better when Acuna went out. Yeah, when, when it right, almost. I mean, go, yeah. go figure. Almost, they, they really. It felt almost, like they got yeah, almost better. simultaneously. They had the break, or Acuna got hurt. A week later, break, and then trade deadline. We made all. Uh, we made all those moves, and I mean, complete improvement. Yeah. For I mean, but yeah, the, Bra- the Braves. Uh, the Braves had not. Uh, if you remember, they were one of three. This was after the All-Star break. There were one of three teams that had not had a winning record yeah. or 500. Yep. Yeah, oh, it's just like the Hawks this this season, really, where we were just fighting, fighting, fighting yep. to get to get to 500, get the, over 500. The, Bra- the Braves would always do it. The Braves would always get on. A, they would get on a little bit of a win streak, yep. and I think they would get. I think they would Close. either draw even. Yep. Could get but over, then they would lose, lose. three or four in yeah. a row. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah. Yeah. And they, but yeah, it took them until late in the season before they finally got a winning record, um, got over 500, and then took off. And then they, of course, they just got scorching hot in the playoffs, yeah, before, which is when no, it's ahead. time to get hot. Before anybody uh, corrects me, calls and corrects me, the Braves opened at the Phillies last year, swept by the Phillies, ah, yeah. yeah. And then they lost the first game to the Nationals, was the next one on a walk-off. They lost opening day on a walk-off. Oh, it was a walk-off. And then they lost the Philly or the Nationals game one of that series walk-off, but they ended up winning two out of three at the Nationals that next series, but was swept by the Phillies to open last year uh, for the Braves and lost four the first four games before bouncing back and evening up at 500, winning the next four, then losing the next four, and then... Won the next three. Won the, uh, won the next two. Yeah, okay. And then it was kind of back and forth. You won, won one, lost one, won one, lost one, won two, lost two. Struggle. And the, so the Braves, did, as you all said, the Braves did not get out to the best start last year. But also, you know, it was about, what, midway through the year last year. Uh, well, early May when you started to get more uh, full houses for baseball back because uh, I was looking at this, attendance for opening day between the Braves and the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park was 8,500. Oh, yeah. So you still had some... Way some, down. You still had some uh, 
restrictions last year. No restrictions this year at opening day at Truist Park. Yeah, that, that place is going to be packed. Opening day at Truist Park last year was 14,342 fans there. So one of the more open opening days, uh, opening series for, the, for Major League Baseball last year. There's going to be excess of 45,000 because I believe the park holds 45,000, if I'm not yeah. correct. Um, and so there's going to be more than 45,000 people oh, at Truist yeah. Park tomorrow night. Oh, I, I yeah. can pretty much guarantee going to that. Be absolutely insane. I remember just being there in the battery for game five uh, during the World Series. And I mean, you could barely walk, like, barely. I mean, just, I mean, people just everywhere. Got a little, little crazy, a little hectic. Obviously, we lost that game, and I just wanted—I was just hoping that you know we were going to be able to win it there in Game Five. But yeah, it, it's going to be exciting. I'm—I'm I'm very excited to see the ceremonies and everything that goes on. Opening day is tomorrow night. Braves. I want to look at the schedule for tomorrow night's opening day. Braves and Reds are tomorrow night at six or seven o'clock Central, eight o'clock Eastern. So uh, kind of a late one getting started for the uh, Major League Baseball season. Tomorrow, you'll also, I believe, noon. It's kind of, kind of weird, but it's opening day, so it's noon. You'll get Yankees. Uh, well, maybe not tomorrow at noon. I think it's, well, it's already been postponed. It was going to be Yankees and Red Sox to open things right. up at noon tomorrow. Already been postponed due to weather. Mariners and Twins have already been postponed. Uh, you've got the Cubs and the Brewers opening things up at Wrigley Field. And you also the Mets take on the Nationals. The Guardians, first game of the Guardians in the regular season. The Cleveland Guardians take on the Kansas City Royals. Pirates take on the Cardinals. As I said, Braves and Reds. Also the Astros and the Angels. Shohei Otani is getting his first, he's, good, he's starting tomorrow night for the Angels. Sweet. And then the Padres and the Diamondbacks get things started. So not a full slate of games tomorrow. Not everybody's playing a four-game series to open up the year like the Braves are, but big, big series to start the year out as the Braves take on the Reds. Uh, did the Braves Braves saw the Did they see the Reds in the playoffs last year? They saw the Brewers in the playoffs Brewers. last year. Yeah. Brewers, Dodgers, and then got to uh, the World Series. Correct. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I also think that saw the Reds uh, the year before in the playoffs. Okay. I, th I think that's where uh, we're yes. running into uh, right now. If you're looking for a ticket. Max Freed versus uh, Tyler uh, Mall, Mahal Mall for the Reds. Twenty bucks on a, I think it's Vivid Seats that you can find nice. linked through ESPN. Twenty bucks for opening day tickets for the Braves game. So if you want to last minute tickets, head up there and see the championship celebration. You can do that for sure. Three three four eight eight seven. What did you say? I'm calling out to. <laughs> Three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We will head to your phone calls after this break, and during the break, got a giveaway. Call in right now three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine on the Auburn Bank phone line. First caller, we've got two tickets to Friday night's game for the Auburn Tigers versus the Vanderbilt Commodores. So call in right now, and those tickets are yours. Hot ticket in town in college baseball as the Vanderbilt Commodores come to town. Call in right now, 334-887-341. Locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 for two tickets to Auburn versus Vanderbilt on Friday. We'll be right back with more sports call after this.
Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Britt Bowe and voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Major League Baseball opening day is tomorrow. Minor League Baseball, some got started last night. For your Braves, the Gwinnett Stripers lost last night 2-1 to one to the Memphis Redbirds in oh, the AAA man. action. Not Kyle Muller went four innings, four and two-thirds innings. Had a fairly decent night, but was unable to get a win for the Braves organization last night. Biscuits, your local team, the Montgomery Biscuits, open up at the Mississippi Braves on Friday night as AA gets going. Tom Peavy just informed us that he's going to be at home, the home opener, next week for the Biscuits. Who are they playing next week? I don't know. I just know I'm going. <laughs> I can Tom, look. you got to know which I'm going. I'm just going to be there. I can look that up. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm going to be there cheering on the Biscuits. I don't <laughs> care who they're playing. I know the uh, one of my local teams back home from the, from the 251, they're not in the 251, uh, but the Pensacola Blue Wahoos open up on Friday night. So I think there it's a home home game because they're doing their fr- it's the Friday night they always do a Friday night giveaway so it's opening night giveaway night down at Pensacola great ballpark if you've never been down there I highly encourage everybody going to minor league games like right on the bay yeah it's beautiful yeah it is so beautiful down I like here. when I grew up when I was growing up before they were called the Stripers the I used to go to Gwinnett Braves games all the time and I've yet to I I tried we all tried to go to a Gwinnett Stripers game last yeah. year it got rained out ah it, and I, I just couldn't make the makeup day I literally live like two minutes away from here that's you see that's that's my dream is to live two minutes away from a minor league baseball park I love minor league baseball I yeah. could tell you we talked about stories earlier about our first pro ba- pro baseball games most of them were Braves um, but I could tell you stories about some players that I've seen yeah. one of my favorites when the Mobile Bay Bears existed as a franchise. We'll get to your phone calls in just a moment um, on the Auburn Make phone line. The Mobile Bay Bears existed, and they were a Diamondbacks affiliate. We had Justin Upton come through there. Oh, that's sick. Uh, Jake Peavy came through when they were affiliate for the Padres. Padres he was yeah. a Padres affiliate. Uh, he came through. That was a big one. Because oh, yeah. he was from Mobile, and then he made it. He was in the Padres system, so everybody turned out for Jake Peavy starts. Yeah. And then the biggest one that I can remember vividly watching down there was Paul Goldschmidt when he came through the Diamondbacks system. There used to be a time a couple years ago where the Diamondbacks roster, I could tell you the entire D-backs roster, I'm not even a D-backs fan because they all came through the the double uh, A. There's a lot of there's a lot of minor league players that get traded. Yeah. But the D-backs were really good about keeping their minor leaguers together, and so they'd all get to the get to the majors. And there was a time where their whole almost their whole roster, and especially the starting nine on the field, were all Bay Bears players at one point. And I'm like, I remember watching you. That's so cool. And then also they would always send guys down for their Double A was always who they would send um, uh, rehab assignments. They always send the guys down to Double A for the rehab assignments. Yeah. And so that's always cool when you get to major league or down, uh, coming down to play the uh, in the minor leagues for the rehab assignment. 
the Tennessee Smokies. That's okay. Who, that's who the biscuits open at home against next Tuesday. There was there uh, there's a running joke between some of us in the studio that the, it's either the tennis uh, it's the Tennessee Smokies are always playing the biscuits and it just it it just seems like every time we go to a game or talk about going to a game it's the Smokies. Yep. It's just it, it is a running joke that they are always playing the biscuits at some point or another. Uh, three three four eight eight seven thirty four locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We're about to go back to the Auburn Bank phone line in just a moment, but joining us in studio right now is a guy you have not heard on the Sports Call Airwaves before. You've heard him on our Tiger Communications Airwaves because he's been uh, he, we actually me and him did a uh, baseball broadcast a couple weeks back for Beauregard High School baseball. But C.J. Webster, one of our interns, Luke Flurry has been on here before, but finally we're getting C.J. Webster in for some time on Sports Call. C.J., how's it feel to be behind, be behind the mic finally? You know, Brooks, it's a dream come true. Don't <laughs> lie. <laughs> you don't have to lie for us. No, this is, this is the day I've been waiting for, for sure. Uh, when I talked to J.J. back in November and signed up for this internship, he said, one day you'll be able to get on the show. and. Here I am, so I'm glad to be a part of it and looking forward to it for sure. Yes, sir. Before we go, because we already talked about it, have you you've been to a major league baseball game before? Absolutely. So I used to live uh, in Colorado. Okay, so you you know the Rockies well. I did. I grew up going to Rockies games. What was your? I I know you know you can probably tell your first game, but not necessarily everybody's first game is their first memory of Mm -hmm. baseball. So was your first game? Can you remember your first ever major league baseball game? Or is the, what what game is your first memory of going being at Major League Baseball Park since we got opening day tomorrow? Well, the first game I remember in Colorado, I was probably about seven years old. Previous to that, I lived in Atlanta. Okay. So I remember being a young kid loving Chipper Jones. Um, definitely my first baseball player I can remember mm-hmm. by name. And I was probably about four or five when I went to my first Braves game, and then. I started first grade out in Colorado, um, going to Rockies games growing up, but I think my first game out there was probably around seven or eight years old. Um, I remember I was just thinking about this the other day because I was looking at uh, Auburn's baseball schedule against Vanderbilt this weekend, but uh, my dad's coming into town, and I remember back in high school when they would have middle of the day games and yeah. you know I'd get out at lunch and get to miss the last two periods and that was one of my favorite things to do is go watch a little bit of MLB during the middle of the week and yeah. especially get out of class so it made it awesome but it's uh it's been a blast and now I actually uh, moved to Nashville so they got the sounds yeah but I have not been able to go to a game yet up there so Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Get that one on your uh, on your list here soon. Absolutely. I hear it's a great ballpark up in Nashville. I, I know a few people that I graduated college with moved to Nashville. It's a very you know it's very up and coming. I, I would say up and coming town. It's a big city, but like there's a lot of more people moving to Nashville these days. But I've heard they've been to those uh, some of those sounds games. They said it's a really nice ballpark up there. Really really fun uh, fun times up there. Yeah, I've heard that as well. I was able to go to. The Titan Stadium for a concert, but I'm still getting used to the city and okay. everything it has to offer. But still, definitely want to go to a Predators game, Sounds game. So hopefully that's in the near future. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four locally toll free one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. How you get in the Auburn Bank phone line, CJ? It's great to have you in here, and we will start you off 
with one of our favorite callers as we go to the Auburn Makeville line for the first time today. And our good friend, James from Montgomery, has joined us on the Auburn Make phone line. James, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm good, and War Eagle. War Eagle. I know that y'all are talking about some opening day um, memories. That's right. And I can actually tell you my first time actually going to an opening day for the Montgomery Biscuits. Okay. It was actually in 2004 when they actually first came to Montgomery. And it was my first time ever seeing the Montgomery Biscuits actually playing on opening day when they actually opened in 2004. What was that like? Did you have fun? Uh, that was really, really fun. It was very um, a memorable moment for me um, of seeing a brand new team to coming to my hometown of Montgomery and meeting some of the great players of, um, of years past like Susie Sabathia and uh, B.J. Upton and all the great legends that are, that are um, you know, in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. And um, I know one week... Uh, I think it was like during the weekend where they do, I don't even know if they still do it or not, but they used to do uh, CC Sabathia night where um, he actually came to the Montgomery Biscuits and signed, you know, like autographs and uh, memorable stuff that he wore, you know, like jerseys or uh, bat. And, and I've seen so many great things actually happen when I was actually at one of the games. I know um, this couple of seasons ago, one lady, she actually got hit in the head with a full bat. Still oh, no. Yes, and um, what they did was to actually give her, you know, a you know, a replica of that same bat, and she still has it to this day, mounted on her wall. Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a cool trophy to have, but you don't really want it for the, uh, for what happened. I mean, you don't, don't want to get hit by anything at a baseball game, but especially not a bat. That's kind of scary, but that is kind of cool that uh, you got to see CC Sabathia there for, uh, while you were at some of those games. That sounds fun. Yeah, because actually I do have a memorable um, baseball that I actually caught during one of the um, regular season, uh, like the last couple of seasons that the Biscuits actually played before they went to, um, I guess it was like the World Series or something like that that they always do. And I and I didn't have no gloves, and I caught it barehanded. Like wow, caught that's it impressive. With, yeah, so I had a beer on one hand, and I just caught it with the other hand, and people thought, like, you know, people were looking at me all kind of weird, you know, saying, oh, he needs to be out there with the biscuits. I'm like, that's a really good thing, but, you know, my my years of, of watching biscuits baseball is, is amazing. It, it's, it's so amazing. I mean, so many, many great people in the um, Biscuits organization as well. Well, that sounds awesome. You make the barehanded catch. That's impressive. Not a lot of people can do that. So you, you, people ask you should play with the Biscuits, uh, James. If you did play with the Biscuits, where, what position do you want to play? I would have to say I would be like the third or fourth batter on the list. Okay, so you'd, you'd be hitting right in the power spot. What, uh, what fielding position would you play? Um, I'll probably play right field. Right field. Okay, third or fourth inning right fielder. That's impressive. I like that. You Would you take a glove to the outfield, or would you just try to you know, barehand catch all of them? I'll just probably take, like, a, a glove in the, okay. in the outfield and just 
see if I can catch it as well. Well, that sounds awesome. Do you have any plans to go to the Biscuits anytime soon this year? Uh, yes, I will actually be going to opening day this year as well, and um, I'm hoping that the weather would uh, cooperate with uh, the schedule as well because this will be my first time um, back at Riverwalk Stadium since the pandemic as well. Well, that's awesome. Maybe if you go, uh, go out to opening day, you'll see Tom Peavy. He's heading out to opening day next week. Yeah, so I would actually um, be out there, and, um, you know, a lot of people, they always asking me, you know, a lot of different uh, things about the Biscuits, and I've, I've been a Biscuits fan ever since. That's awesome. So are you uh, excited for Major League Baseball opening day tomorrow? How's your uh, Texas Rangers looking to start the year? Um, we just lost two games out of our uh out of our season schedule so I don't know how we're going to do for the regular season so I'm just trying to see if we if we're going to actually win tomorrow's game as well y'all open up I'm looking at it here the last four spring training games that y'all played you beat the Guardians three to one you beat the Brewers thirteen to two you lost to the Padres eleven to five and then you beat the Cubs yesterday eleven to five and then y'all open up with the three game series up north of the border in Toronto uh, Friday Saturday and Sunday against the Blue Jays so really yeah. uh, really fun series you ready for the uh, to watch them play the Blue Jays this weekend yes we we're actually um, I'm very excited to watch uh, my Texas Rangers actually play um, against the uh, Blue Jays so that will be a really good um, a good thing for the Texas Rangers actually to um, open up the season as well. And then I am going to be watching after this weekend's race in NASCAR, I will be watching the dirt race in Bristol, Tennessee on TV. So that will be April 17th on my birthday. So that will be a really good birthday gift for me to actually see that on, on TV from um, Bristol, Tennessee. Yeah, that will be a really, really fun NASCAR race uh, and should be a really fun opening series for your Rangers. What else you got on your mind today for us, James? Well, I'm actually going to be, um, actually tomorrow, I would be doing a Q&A with my Dallas Wings tomorrow on uh, YouTube Live. So I'll be talking with some of the uh, Dallas Wings upcoming uh, stars and actually asking them a lot of questions on, um, on that as well. Oh, yeah? What, what type of questions are you going to ask the Wings? Um, I'm going to be asking them, like, you know, what is their, um, like, what, like, what made them actually come to the Dallas Wings and what they're going to actually change to actually inspire or empower young ladies to actually play in the WNBA and what does it take to actually, um, empower young ladies to actually, um, be in that, um, in that huge spotlight as well. well that sounds like some great questions you're going to ask i was looking uh, earlier today the wnba mock draft just came out uh from espn and your uh, mm -hmm. dallas wings are picking seventh and it's, they've got them projected to take ray burrell from tennessee uh that's a, a really good player you, you could pick up there at number seven what do you think about that 
Yes, because I think with um, Burrell, I've seen her play with Tennessee, I think, last week during the tournament. And uh, she really looks pretty good. You know, I, I think she's going to do um, very, very well with that as, um, as well. And I'm hoping she'll be on the roster. And I looked at um, the 2023 and 2024 roster. And I know um, for the for the draft for next year I know um, I was looking for on this year's on this year's roster I was looking I was trying to see if um, Thompson was actually going to be playing for the Dallas Wings and she actually got confirmed uh, a trade to actually come and play with my Dallas Wings as well. Well, that's really awesome. That's fun. Uh, it should be a fun series season coming up here for the Dallas Wings soon. I hope you enjoy watching it, and uh, it, it hopefully they have a good draft coming up here as they pick number 7th overall in the WNBA draft coming up very, very soon. What else you got for us today, James? Well, I've been um, trying to see if Auburn is actually going to keep a winning streak uh, this coming up week if we play um, really good against Vanderbilt uh, this coming up week as well. And I'm hoping that we'll win at home against uh, Vanderbilt these three um, home series games that we got. Yeah, they've won two in a row. Uh, they beat LSU on Sun or on Saturday after dropping one one game to LSU. One, two out of three, though, versus the Fighting Tigers down there, and then beat UAB last night. And get ready now to welcome in Vanderbilt tomorrow. We'll hear from but we'll talk to Butch Thompson tomorrow uh, afternoon. Uh, preview that series. Uh, the, the media will. We will not on Sports Call, but the media will get a chance to talk to Butch Thompson tomorrow afternoon and preview that series. And so can't wait to get uh, Vanderbilt in town on Friday. So should be see if the Tigers can uh, continue their winning streak and continue to uh, do some really fun things in the SEC. You got anything else for us today, James? Um, yes, because I'm actually looking at the NBA uh, playoff standings and then uh, seeing if my Dallas Mavericks are actually going to be making it into the playoffs. Because um, I know we do play the Detroit Pistons tomorrow, so um, I'm thinking that we might make a huge win uh, tomorrow. So I'm just trying to see where we're going to actually be in the playoff uh, rankings as well. Yeah, Dallas Mavericks are currently sitting fourth in the West right now, so they are solidly in a uh, playoff position if it were to end today. Only a game back from the three spot in the Warriors. Uh, so it, it's looking very promising that the Mavericks are going to make the playoffs. Luka Doncic has been really, really good here down the stretch. And so I think that uh, I think you can be pretty set that the Mavericks are going to make those playoffs and get to watch some playoff basketball. Yes, as well, because I know they will be playing Friday. They're playing on. They're playing at home against the Brooklyn Nets. So I'm just going to be uh, watching them actually this Friday, and I'm going to be uh, looking at uh, some great guys that we're that we have to you know box out when we actually play them when they come to um, Dallas as well. Yeah, that'll be a really really fun game between for your for your Mavericks. Anything else before we let you go, James? Um, I don't have any NFL news, but I will have that for you all on um, Thursday as well. And some movie trivia would be really nice as well. All right, we'll see if we can get you some movie trivia tomorrow. Uh, James, thanks for the phone call today. All right, sounds good in War Eagle. War Eagle, that was James from Montgomery giving us a call on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free, 888-9-TIGER-9. That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. More of your phone calls and more sports calls when we return right after this.
easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. Podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Check them out. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. One place you can definitely find it is on our TuneIn page. That's right, we're on TuneIn. Follow the link that is on our Twitter account right now. Take you straight to our podcast feed on TuneIn if TuneIn is your uh, preferred method of getting your pot consuming your podcasts. I used to be a big TuneIn guy. Still kind of am. I like I like tuning. You can listen to a lot of the uh, college sports on there. You used to be able to listen to all the Major League Baseball games on there. I don't think you can anymore. But it was uh, I used to have it teed up, ready to go every baseball season. Want to give you an update, everybody, on the weather situation in the area. It's still under a special weather statement until five o'clock this afternoon for portions of Lee County, northwestern Bullitt County, Macon County, southeastern Tallapoosa County, southern Chambers, and central Montgomery counties until five o'clock. Some strong thunderstorms moving through the area, extending from Sturkey to near Franklin to Sprague. Tom? Sprague? Sprague? Sure. <laughs> sure. You're, you're the guy that always I, I lean on, uh, Tom, to give me some of these names. I think it's Sprague. I think, it, go, I think it's Sprague is right. Like uh, the, the uh, Andy Griffith Show character, Howard Sprague. I'll go with that. That's a throwback. Uh, Auburn, Opelika, Tuskegee, Valley, Lynette, Notasolga, Smiths, Milstead, Pike Road, Smith Station, West Point, Shorter, Franklin, Waverly, Casita, Beulah, Lake Tuskegee, Shopton, Tuskegee National Forest, and Beauregard are all affected by this weather statement, so make sure that if you are in those areas, you are keeping an eye on the weather outside. There are some strong storms moving through the area. It seems to have kind of lightened up here a little bit. It was raining Goodness. very hard a while ago and just, just a little bit, bit, bit ago, and of course... Oh. Severe thunderstorm watch still in effect until 9 o'clock tonight for the area. So make sure you continue to stay weather aware for everything that's happening this evening. Well, uh, something I'm reading right now for any the, anybody that cares about Alabama basketball, which I know we probably have some listeners that do. There's some, we get some yeah, Alabama fans um, listening to us. Basketball, Alabama forward, Juwan Geary has entered the transfer portal. All right. That is so, a... That's um, a loss. Yeah, major minutes player for them. That is. is he? He's not the first one to enter. Has anybody else from Alabama entered the transfer portal yet? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I, I think, think there they, was. Oh, Keon Ellis. Ellis. Is that confirmed? Uh, I guess you're I th- right. Huh? That came out last Friday, which yeah. was April Fool's Day. So we, yeah. I don't know if that's actually confirmed. Uh, but he could be the first guy to, to leave. Uh, we'll have to verify and see yeah. about that. I'm gonna look at it. Uh, but. Yeah, basketball season continues to roll on. Jabari Smith uh, declared for the NBA draft yesterday. Walker Kessler from the Auburn Tigers declared for the NBA draft on Sunday. Devin Cambridge has already announced he is transferring in his destination, Arizona State. Preston Cook also in the transfer portal for the Auburn Tigers from the basketball team. So the offseason continues to roll along. Bruce Pearl met with the media earlier today. 
had a few comments to make about the talent level that come, that's coming from Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith, kind of wrap up the season. Um, and so, yeah, had some great comments there. So we are continuing on Sports Call in the afternoon. I'm Brooks Childress, Cam Berry, Tom Peavy, CJ Webster joining us in studio. CJ's first time behind the mic in Sports Call Studios. Our good friend Tim Sin, uh, sent me a text message, wanted to let you know that you have now officially made it. <laughs> so he's listening to us, listening to you, CJ, and say, you've officially made it. Well, I'll say if that's coming for Tim, uh, that's big time. That's right. And, that's uh, right. I was able to get the privilege to meet him the other day when I went out to Beauregard to do the high school baseball game, and we had uh, some great conversations, and that actually makes my whole day that he's listening. That's pretty cool. Great guy. Timson is a great guy. If you never listened to our Beauregard coverage, one shame on you. Listen to the Beauregard Hornets. They have some. They've got some great, great sports going on. The baseball team is doing pretty well this year. Uh, we'll have to look at the schedule and see the next time we have a game coming up for Beauregard. But Tim does a great job. Uh, does a great job with the whole Beauregard crew down there, especially during football season, bring you all the coverage from Beauregard High School football. We'll be getting fired up with football here in just a few months, and that's Finally. it's uh, going to be fun to get back out on the road for some Friday night high school lights coming up a little bit later. Did you ever find a... I didn't see Ellis. I'm looking at the portal right now for the Alabama players that are in it. Um, yeah. Ellis is not in there. I was going to say, I, I did see it on Twitter last week, but yeah. it was it came out on April Fool's Day, yeah. so there's no telling what it actually... Uh, what it actually entails if he, if he... I don't think no. he's in the portal. No, but they do have one. They had one already. Um, just Swan Holt. Okay. So two, two small, Alabama basketball players forward, in the portal yeah. right yeah. now. Um, but Gary's a big loss yeah that is he played major minutes for them so Jawan Gary in the portal for the Alabama Crimson Tide in the basketball world so we'll keep an eye on his landing spot coming up here being uh, being announced I'm sure shortly Um, Ryan Lavoy listening to the show as always sent me a text message and remind him, or just got me back on the track of where I wanted to go with this segment. We've got opening day tomorrow. And opening day in baseball means a lot of things. It means families coming together. It means you get to see your, team, your favorite teams. For the Braves fans, you get to see your world champions back on the field at Truist Park for the first time since the World Series last year. One other thing it means is food. Baseball and food mm. go together. <laughs> and it's just, and I know we're, we're going to do Wacky Wednesday in a little bit with uh, Tom's got something pretty special cooked up for us. But I want to go ahead and dive into this because I don't want to take away from Tom's Wacky Wednesday time. The Bra- A lot of teams have announced some really, really interesting food as they usually do every single year. Yeah. The Texas Rangers have some quite interesting things on their menu. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the Braves, want to point out some of the Braves' new additions. Some of this sounds great and some of this sounds like my gosh, this could kill me when I, if I eat one bite. Blackened shrimp tacos is the first thing that I'm looking at here. That's this is from hit. the uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Journal-Constitution published this. Blackened shrimp tacos. It's blackened shrimp with cilantro rice, queso blanco, salsa roja, and pico de gallo in soft flour tortillas. It's available behind se- or near section 151. Yeah, that sounds really yeah, good. I, so black, I could get behind that one. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the ones that I'm like, I could eat that and be satisfied. Next, you got the Gold Glove Chicken Sandwich, which is a pickle brine Springer Mountain Chicken Breast, ah. country fried and topped with pickles, and Red Dragon Mustard Cheddar. You lost me at, pr- at pickle brine. 
Do you not like Chick-fil-A? Uh, I mean, it's all right. I mean, I like, that's I what Chick-fil-A like Chick does. That's sacrilege to say you don't like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, like Chick I, mean, I, like, I mean, I like Chick-fil-A. Not just wrong. from Georgia. You're from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, where it's good. It started. And don't get me wrong, but I don't like pickles that much. I would, I would say for me personally, I love a pickle by itself. Uh, yeah. Well. When I go to Chick-fil-A, I, I usually take them off my sandwich. Yeah. Right there. That's me. I don't like pickles, period. I have ordered with extra pickles. <laughs> See, that's what everybody else in my family does except me. Yeah, I, I, I don't like pickles on my chicken sandwich. But yet, so the gold glove chicken sandwich is pickle brined chicken breast, deep or country fried, and topped with pickles and red dragon mustard cheddar. It's available at near section 320 and at 138. So that's, I mean, there's mixed reviews in the studio, but I think it sounds good. I, I'd get it. Uh, next up for the Braves... Uh, menu for starting out on opening day. Funnel cake fry Sunday. Mm. We got funnel cake fries Love topped with fries. cookie dough ice cream, <sighs> caramel, and fudge. And that's available that's at section attack, 320 I... and section 138. <laughs> that sounds like if I took three bites of that, I may be put into like some sort of coma. <laughs> that's just, that's sugar a lot of sugar. Coma for sure. That's one of those things where you just look at it, catches your eye, and you're like, wow, that's a purchase I got to make. <laughs> <laughs> so is it safe to say if you make it to Truist Park, you're going to be getting one of those? Absolutely. I might Excellent. have to get two. I like it. Team oh, point. Funnel cake? Yeah, funnel cake fries are amazing. Next up is the double play quesadilla. It's smoked chopped brisket quesadilla wrapped in a smoked chicken quesadilla and served with salsa roja, salsa verde, lime crema, and pico de gallo. It is at section 313 and 151. So it is a brisket quesadilla wrapped inside of a smoked chicken quesadilla. Double play quesadilla. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it sounds complicated. <laughs> It's like, yeah, because like, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find a picture so I can see what it looks like. I do so. not. I don't have a picture on my article. I've got a picture of the, um, I think of the shrimp, maybe. Hey, Brooke, speaking of ballpark food, I just uh -huh. remembered one I had a couple summers ago. Okay. I was up in New York for a two-week camp, and I got the opportunity to go to a Mets game. Okay. And they had... Probably the best Philly cheesesteak I've ever had in my entire life. Really? And I honestly, outside of Philly? Yes. And mm. I have been to Philadelphia. I know that's probably a hot take, but I'm just Cam is showing a picture of the, the quesadilla. That looks messy. That looks complicated. And you're gonna have to take a few <laughs> innings to eat that thing. <laughs> what, what was the name of that one again? The double play the double, quesadilla. Yeah, double play quesadilla. That's, so that's what, you, were, you were saying you were at the Mets game. You got the best cheesesteak you ever had there. Was there anything special about it, or was it just a cheesesteak sandwich? It it came with the Wiz, which I'm a fan of. Okay. And it was the way the hoagie was presented. It almost had, like, this little bit of salt on it, but mm. it was the perfect amount. And I ate, it was probably about, it was over a foot long. I remember being huge. Um, so it was a giant size of about 16 inches. Jeez. And I remember it was, I took my first bite and I was like, oh my gosh, this might be the best sandwich I've ever had. <laughs> that and sounds amazing. Also, I remember in that game. You know, it is nuts. Um, it was an inside the park home run. Okay. Yeah. So a foot long, uh, foot long Philly cheesesteak. 
uh, inside the park home run? Were, were you watching? Well, did that happen while you were eating the cheesesteak? Or that's a great question. I honestly can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good. Shout out to the Mets for having some good cheesesteak. Yeah. Uh, also on the Braves menu is the Nuxie sandwich, a tribute to uh, the famed Braves player Phil Necro. The Nuxie, which was available last year as a limited special, sees cornbread topped with smoked pulled pork, caramelized onions, pickles, fried onions, and barbecue sauce, available at sections 116 and 242. That's the picture I was seeing at the bottom. Man, that sounds Smoky like a lot. Cute. That sounds like a lot, you know? You just, cornbread is kind of filling in general when you, as a bread item. So that's, that's kind of a, that's a lot to eat. Tom, what do you think about that? I just like food. <laughs> that's true. As long as it doesn't, yeah, have, ma- as long as it doesn't have mayonnaise on it, I'm, I'm good. Okay. This is the one that Ryan sent me as we are getting ready to wind down the hour. Well, you know what? I'll save this because we've got one more break to get to. More Braves food talk. I'll go ahead and take this break. 334-887-34 and locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger Now We'll wrap up Braves food talk and some other food talk on the other side of this break. We've got two more big ones to go, and I'm really excited about one of these. And you'll hear about it next in Sports Call. On the air, weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday coming up here in a little bit. One of JJ's new fangled segments. We've gone off. I've yet to be part of Wacky Wednesday, so this is going to be fun. Tom's got, Tom's been over here doing some research and making sure That's that he's, he's ready. Real deal research. Got to be ready. Got to come prepared. We've been talking food on the other side of those. Before we go back to the food talk to wrap up this hour, I want to give a, another weather update just passed along from the National Weather Service. Flood advisory for until 6.45 p.m. this evening. There's been a lot of rain falling in the area, so portions of central Alabama, including Lee, Macon, and Montgomery counties are under a flood advisory until 6.45 p.m. this evening. That means minor flooding will occur in some low-lying and poor drainage areas. Areas impacted include southeastern Montgomery, Auburn, Opelika, Tuskegee, Notasolga, Milstead, Smiths, Pike Road, Smith Station, Shorter, Franklin, Tuskegee National Forest, Lake Tuskegee, Auburn University, Society Hill, Liverpool, Beauregard, Griffin Mill, Victoryland, and Beans Mill. So if you are in those areas, make sure that you are being weather aware. And as they always say, if you see water on the road, turn around, don't drown. We want everyone to be safe. We don't want Southwest Volunteer Fire Department have to come out and try and save you from your car. Yes, please. I, I've got dinner plans tonight. I don't need to be out waiting around getting you out of order. And so. I'm sure our dinner, you know, I'm sure <laughs> us talking about this food is not helping that at all. I'm, I'm pretty hungry. 
I, and, and, and that's the thing already. I, I was a bit like in depth into my research, but I could still hear y'all talking about the food. <laughs> um, but don't the Braves don't they have like a burger that costs like hundred fifty dollars? We're, we're going to get to that in there. just a second. We've got two more things to get to here. Oh, on sorry the to things. jump the, the burger gun there. <laughs> this is Ryan sent me this earlier, and this is the one that I'm kind of excited about. Is the big RBI right. sandwich? <laughs> It's a country fried smoked rack of ribs with Alabama white barbecue sauce, pickles, and purple cabbage slaw, which will be available at section 141. That's what I'm kind of excited about just because of the, I'm a big fan of the Alabama white barbecue sauce. Do you have a picture? Did you, do you see a picture? I, of it? I've not seen a picture of it. I have a picture. The only thing oh is, my goodness. The, that the thing delicious. is that. The Alabama white sauce, barbecue sauce, is designed to go on, like, chicken and turkey. I know. That's it's not designed to go on pork. Yeah, I've, had, I've had the white sauce on chicken wings, and I absolutely love it. Moe's? Moe's does some Have y'all ever been over to Marriott Grand National? No. Uh, not lately. No, not Well, one of their hot commodities in their restaurant is the Alabama barbecue sauce on uh, their chicken wings, and mm-hmm. it's unbeatable. I mean, Gosh. Now you're now you're. I'm gonna have to go out there. You tell me where there's white barbecue sauce. I will be there to try it because I just love some Alabama white barbecue sauce. I I exclusively now when we go to um, out to dinner at like Jim and Nick's, I will get smoked turkey just so I can get the the white barbecue sauce. (laughs) See, I'm I'm one of those. uh, I have had it and I'm like okay, but I can't get out it. Okay, so. Mayonnaise is like a no-go for me. Uh-huh. I, I absolutely hate mayonnaise. Tom, have you been one of those people that mayonnaise has always been out of the picture your whole yeah. life, or is it well, as you were as an adult? When I was a kid, I think I think I got scarred from it because I got forced to eat it. I was at a friend's house and. Uh, there's like tuna fish sandwiches that, oh, and the mom of this kid was oh, like no. making me eat it, and I think that scarred me for mayonnaise. Oh, and I, I've just never, I, I can't smell mayonnaise without getting sick. <laughs> and so the thing is with that white barbecue sauce, I know how it's made, and the first ingredient in it's white mayonnaise. barbecue sauce is mayonnaise. Oh, and so I'm like, I done. really don't want to eat that done. because. It is mayonnaise with stuff thrown in there. Yeah. It doesn't taste anything like mayonnaise. I have tried it. I, I like it. Jim yeah. Nicks. Uh-huh. I tried it and I was like, okay, but I, even then I've got this mental back thing in my, my head. Back of your mind oh where gosh, it's like it has like, mayo in it. Yeah. I feel it. Lastly, on the Braves menu, Tom, you kind of alluded to this earlier. It's called the World Champions Burger. It's been making the round on social media here. It is a half pound of Wagyu beef. It's a burger topped with cage-free pan-fried eggs, gold-leaf-wrapped Hudson Valley foie gras. Foie gras. Foie gras. I'm, I'm not... I, I that, that is duck liver. That's right. Ew. Grilled cold-water lobster <laughs> tail, so heirloom tomatoes, bib lettuce, Tillamook cheddar cheese, and a truffle aioli on a toasted Irish buttered, buttered brioche bun served with Parmesan waffle fries. The burger... Sales for $151, a nod to the number of years the Braves organization has been in existence. You also get a replica World Series ring when you buy the burger for $151. Ah, okay, there's, there's the kicker. There's mm. also a $25,000 option that includes a limited edition World Series championship actual ring. Oh, so you can pay $25,000, get this burger and a World Series championship ring, or... You can pay $151, get the same burger, and a replica ring. Now, Brooks, how many of those burgers, the $150 option, do you think they sell per game? I'm 
I don't know. I, I think it's going to be, I, I think you're going to, the $151, I think you're going to be more surprised how many yeah. people buy those. Somebody might, yeah, so a few people might do it. Just, it's available. Just to say that they've done it and get yeah. that replica ring. At the Chop House. So if you head into the Chop House, you'll be able to find this burger this year at uh, all your Braves games. So that's some fun Braves food they've got going on here. The more I think about those waffle fries, the more I'm like, I may have to get that yeah. someday. I may have to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's some other crazy food stuff. We'll talk more about that as we go along. Uh, preview of that in the third hour. We'll get to Wacky Wednesday. Alligator corn dog. That's right. You heard it. Alligator corn dog is on the menu at the Texas Rangers okay, ballpark. That might be kind of interesting. We'll talk I, more about that. I, I would definitely eat that. Yeah, alligator's good. We'll, we'll talk more about that, more about some great MLB food you can find this year. And, of course get to our wacky wednesday all on the third hour of sports call don't go anywhere 334-887-34 local toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine i'm brooks childress along with kim barry tom Peavy, and cj webster we'll return with the third and final hour of sports call right after this Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. It's a wacky Wednesday on Sports Call as we come back for the final hour. We've been talking some food, talking baseball, as the song goes, talking baseball. Tom Peavy wants to talk some wacky Wednesday. He's been doing a lot of research here in the last little bit to make sure that he's ready. We're going to get to Wacky Wednesday here in just a moment. I'm Brooks Childress. Tom Peavy, you just heard him speak. Also, Cam Berry is in the building in the studio here. with us. And C.J. Webster making his sports call debut, one of our interns for the semester. Got him on a few broadcasts on the high school sports side of things, but making his sports call debut today. As the great Beauregard, voice of the Beauregard Hornets, Tim Sin, said, he's now made it. And so, CJ, you have now made it. We're going to have to get Tim in here one of these days. We are going to have to get Tim in here. He's, it's been too long since he's been on uh, sports call with us, so we're going to have to get him back in here one of these days. 334-887-34 locally, toll free one triple eight nine tiger 9 So I get on the Otter Bank phone line. Another weather statement from the National Weather Service, special weather statement until 545 this afternoon for Eastern Lee County, Southeastern Macon County, and Russell Counties. This includes... Uh, Phoenix City, Hertzboro, Smith, Smith Station, Uchi, Beauregard, Davisville, Bleecker, Russell County Sports Complex, Seal, Ladonia, Society Hill, Griffin Mill, Warrior Stand, Fort Davis, Uchi Creek, Creek Stand, Monterey Heights, Hatchachubi, 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 and Fort Mitchell. 
So if you were in those areas, make sure that you are being weather aware for some strong thunderstorms in your area. And Tom, you're always, when, it seems like you're always on here when we have weather, hey, which is good, cheers. which is good because you can tell us about what people need to do to be weather aware, especially sure. in your uh, neck of the woods with southeastern volu- or southwestern volunteer fire department. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When we talk about being weather aware, it's just uh, uh, understand that when bad weather is coming, you need to have a plan in place. Uh, if you live in a mobile home or modular home that's not safe from storms, you need to go ahead and know where you're going to go ahead of time. Uh, I always say, don't wait until it's on your doorstep to make the decision. Uh, I I mentioned earlier in the show that was one thing that disturbed me yesterday. Uh, we were under a tornado warning, and there was uh, reports that tornado was on the ground uh, near Lochapoca, or kind of between Notosoga and Lochapoca, uh, moving this way, and the line of folks on Webster Road and Wire Road trying to get out of mobile homes well, it was extensive, and so you, you cause a traffic jam, you're not able to get to safety because now you've waited until it's too late. You've waited until it's on the ground and bearing down on you to go get safety. So part of that weather aware know where you're going to go make that decision soon have a weather uh, radio with you um if you decide to stay at home have have know exactly where in your house you're going to go lowest level of your house uh away from windows uh, if you have if you have kids throw a batting helmet or a football helmet on them or if you want to put a helmet on yourself but you know cover your head and uh just you know get to a safe place and, and just keep uh Keep tabs on what's going on with the weather, whether it be weather radar or weather radio. Uh, if you have your phone, make sure you have a charger with you so that you don't lose cell phone power. Uh, but yeah, just have all those plans in place. Yeah. Don't, don't wait until the last second to try to do something. Uh, otherwise, you're going to get yourself caught out in it. Just plug my phone in for just speak. Some, just some go. tips from your friendly neighborhood firefighter, Tom. There you go. That's right. And of course... Remember, and in the area, th- severe thunderstorm watch will continue until 9 o'clock tonight. That is from the National Weather Service. So make sure you are weather aware throughout the evening. 334-887-34. Locally toll free one 888 9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Before we go to Wacky Wednesday, let's go to one of our favorite callers. It's Daryl from Auburn. Daryl from Auburn is joining us now on the Auburn Bank phone line. Daryl, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm going to turn my radio off so you'll get feedback. Hey, uh, right. this, this isn't sports related. It's related to Tom Peavy's uh, uh, work as a volunteer firefighter and a situation I was in yesterday I'd like to share with the listeners. Uh, I was working on two jobs. One at the end of Sanders, right, Hickory Dickory Park, and actually it's for uh, Auburn firefighter, but that's regardless. Uh, then I had one on Webster Avalon Park and Webster Crossing. And I always listen to Tiger 93 Alternative, and my cell phone went off, and I got alerts through the radio. I was at Sanders Street. I was like, well, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and then I kind of need to go out to the trailer, work on it. And it's like, there's no way I'm going to go out to Webster Road in this kind of weather because of what Tom Peavy was talking about. Because a lot of people freak out. They either check on property that has uh, susceptible uh, I don't know, housing or property or possessions, you know, just to check on it in the middle of a storm. And that's just, I've seen too much devastation through natural disasters. Uh, yeah, just yeah. as Tom was saying, you got you to gotta make sure that you're weather aware and don't put yourself in any dangerous situations. Make sure you're prepared before everything starts. And then i got a question for Tom. Um, All right. Is he Tom Peavy? Yeah, what's up? Hey, 
you made the comment, I'm a resident of Auburn, uh, and then, of course, the firefighters respond to calls. You may have said something about you ride around looking for problems. No, um, what it was yesterday uh, after the retor- uh, reports of a tornado being in our area and in our uh, fire jurisdiction, uh, we went out to those areas to make sure there was not damage. So uh, it, it's only a situation uh, where it's a storm like that and we go out and check to make sure that there's not any damage that is not being reported. Uh, because a lot of times, especially in rural areas, you might have a house that is all alone. And if it gets hit, they may not be able to call for help. And so after a storm, we'll go out and, and survey our area to make sure that there's not damage that has not been reported. And it also allows us to get to damaged areas quicker instead of just sitting back and waiting for somebody to call us. Right, if you're a city firefighter, you have that lux- not luxury, but you sort of wait for the calls. Hey, we got a tree down on White Mill Road, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. But uh, you don't have that privilege because you may have, yeah, we got a tree down on Lee Road, whatever, 58 or whatever, you know. And then uh, the homeowner may not have available phone service or something is that is that what you're getting at yeah uh yeah so after a storm passes through uh and we know it's been a bad storm and there's the potential that there's trees down or or power lines down we'll go ahead and proactively get out there on the road and go and check our area to make sure that there's not damage Uh, unfortunately yesterday we didn't come across any damage okay and you're with the southwest fire department that's on wire road correct that is correct wire road and also Mm -hmm. in lochapoca Oh, you're not with the Southeast firefighters like Brooks keeps on talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, South, yeah, go Southwest Fire And you corrected him. Uh, but what does your area encompass exactly? I know you're from Wire Road. How far do you go out on uh, we, the Gold Range? Yeah, we, we cover 55 square miles of Southwest Lee County, so... Uh, from Wire Road all the way down to the Macon County line, Highway 14 to Macon County. Uh, even right here at South College, which is 29 South, we cover that stretch all the way out to, uh, to Macon County. Uh, and then, of course, we also run a lot of mutual aid up in the Farmville, of mutual aid over to Beauregard, uh, and, so, and then cover a lot of uh, Auburn area as well. What about Tallapoosa County for my answer? No, nah, we, don't, we don't go into Tallapoosa. Uh, well, notice we'll go all the way to towards Notasolga, but we don't go into Tallapoosa County. Okay, because the volunteer firefighters at uh, Walnut Hill and up that area covers that area, correct? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Okay, I'm just sitting here thinking, and I appreciate the weather alerts. Um, it helps me because I'm resident manager of a small apartment complex, and I, I have to be here because we have poor drainage in the courtyard, and if I'm not there to knock out the clean-out plugs in our uh, courtyard floods and it floods uh-huh. the apartment. So that's a little for your information. So right. I appreciate the other alerts. No, no problem. All right. Well, I'm not going to bore you with Waffle House drama, so I'll talk to you guys later. We'll get the Waffle House drama on your next call. How about that, Daryl? Nah, yeah, I can tell you about the police uh, response and then the athlete that came in, but that's another day. All right. Well, we can't wait to hear about it, Daryl. Okay, bye. Yeah. Thanks for that phone call, Daryl. That was Daryl from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341, locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line if you want to join us. Let's go ahead and head to our first break of hour number three. On the other side of this break, it's what we've all been waiting for, Wacky Wednesday. 
the return right after this. The biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. Now back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys. Before we go to Wacky Wednesday, I want to remind everybody that it's Masters Week. Tom's got his green on today. It's That's not really Masters green. That's though. a green T-shirt. This though. is like a military OD green. It's still I have green. green on my, am I writing on my hoodie? You do. That's more of a neon green though. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to. Green. I'll have to wear my actual Masters uh, apparel. Apparel in here next Monday in celebration of whoever wins. That's right. Tiger Woods was on the course today. He is going to be playing in the Masters this weekend. Someone, Joe Pomplano on Twitter, go and look at this has a side-by-side picture of Tiger Woods back in 2005 on the 18th hole and his practice round today, and it is almost identical yeah. crowds. That's crazy. It is just nuts that he a practice round crowd on the 18th hole for Tiger Woods is the same as a Sunday afternoon crowd back in 2005, the day he won his fourth Masters. Now, well, you, you remember what happened the last time Tiger That's made right. a comeback? Yeah. He won the dang thing. He won the dang thing. They thought he was done after all the surgeries and sitting out and thought he was done. He's trying again. He comes back and wins it. And now... Can, can you imagine you get sit down this on Sunday afternoon this week, this week for Sunday Masters and Tigers in contention? Oh, goodness. I hope That's so. That's going to be... I, 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 I really hope, it, I hope he is, too. I picked him to win in my monthly prediction, so... Oh, that would be cool. That's going <laughs> to be... Tomorrow and Friday, when he's de- like he's definitely playing those two days, barring any sort of setbacks with any injuries or anything, that's going to be an insane yeah. group tomorrow. And I think he's with Ustase and someone else tomorrow in uh, in Augusta. But it's just going to be insane the yeah. the the crowds that follow him around Augusta tomorrow. The next two days, the par three contest was rain shortened today, unfortunately. Yeah, tie for the winners there. So hopefully weather does not affect the first round tomorrow. I think Tiger gets underway at like 9 a.m. tomorrow, local time. And so it's going to be an early, so you'll have to get up early. I say early. It's 9 a.m. It's not that early. But you'll have, to, you'll have to get up, and, uh, get up and watch Tiger before the afternoon rounds. The afternoon rounds are on ESPN. The morning rounds are like ESPN Plus, I think, is where you can find them. So it's here. The Masters... Starting tomorrow, the Braves open up their series against the Reds tomorrow, opening weekend, Champions Week for the Braves. And then Friday, the Auburn Tigers welcome in the Vandy Boys for three games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <coughs> and now, it is Wednesday. Yeah. You know what that means, Tom? And time, to get, time to get wacky. That's right. It's time for Wacky Wednesday. 
Tom, you've been sitting on this for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Well, and, and actually, you know, it works out better that uh, that we held off a couple weeks because we've been talking about opening uh, week of baseball, opening yep. day of baseball. That also means we're getting ready for opening day of minor league baseball. And with that comes a lot of crazy team names out there. Uh, I recently went and watched the Savannah Bananas. Yeah. So, you got the... Uh, I'm, no, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to well, give no, away anything. Say, no, I was going to say, you've got the Macon Bacon. Right. I, I, they are in the same league with yep. the Savannah Bananas. That's one of the Savannah Bananas and the Macon Bacon are two of my favorite names from, oh, yeah. from baseball. It's just, it, it's hilarious. And I think it's, you know, it's really cool because you went and saw the Bananas mm -hmm. in Montgomery and they're playing banana ball right now. Right. But like in the summer, they're actually going to be playing actual baseball. In the Coastal Plain League. They're going to, uh, you'll have the college kids out there playing. Yeah. So it's, uh -huh. it, they, they're very different. They know how to market themselves. Absolutely. It's phenomenal baseball. Uh, and so what we're going to do for Wacky Wednesday is I'm going to, I'm going to name a team here and uh, you guys determine is it real or is it fake? Okay. Yeah. You see, this is going to be good because if you just said, hey, this is a team name. Where like is this? This is a team name. Where is it? I pr could probably get some because I'm. Right. I love minor league baseball, but I don't. There's been some name changes recently that I can't keep up with. Right. So if you've made up some, I may I may just get confused and won't know what's going on. There you go. And, and some of these are not just minor league teams. I oh, when I okay. say I did research, brother, I did some research. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. I, I, I dug deep down into the college wood bat baseball yeah. independent oh, league yes. and found right. some teams. I'm let's done. do it. I'm done. <laughs> All right, so let's get started. Wacky Wednesday. Take it away. All right, the, so the first one for you guys to determine, the Carolina Disco Turkeys. Oh, my gosh. I thought you were going to say Mudcats, and I was going to say, that's definitely a team. Well, I used to watch them in Columbus. Yeah. But yeah, the Carolina Disco, Disco turkeys. turkeys. Oh my gosh! Well, you said you were going all the way That's down. That's too to, insane oh. to not be real. It's got to be real. I'm, I'm with Cam. I think it's too specific, so I'm gonna have to say that one's real. Uh, I'll, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'll I'll be the I'll be the uh, odd man out. Odd man out. I'll say it's not a real team. Well, the Carolina Disco Turkeys are a real team. Yeah. Based yeah. in Winston-Salem, <laughs> North Carolina, they are part of the All-American Amateur Baseball Association. That was just too oh crazy God. not they, to be real. <laughs> they are, uh, their stuff is some of the hottest-selling uh, merchandise Dude, I gotta look out this there team right up. now. I got yeah. this I team up. I need a uh, their, their, lo their logo is like a purple turkey with like disco clothes and like the disco chain. And oh apparently they play disco music at, at all the games and stuff like that. So, oh, uh, my gosh. It looks like the uh, – what they – it looks kind of like um, some of the home field stuff that they were using. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I like that. And I, I saw it says foul territory, F-O-W-L, foul awesome. territory. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. It the almost looks like, a, it looks like a peacock on That's awesome. Yeah. That's there you awesome. Go. Swag, the Carolina Disco Turkeys of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's, that's awesome. awesome. All right, how about this one? All right. The Florence Rednecks. From oh Alabama? My gosh. Florence, 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 Alabama. Alabama? Not Florence, Alabama. Oh, I was about oh. to say. Uh, <sighs> I'm going to go with fake. Fake? I'm going to say fake as well after the Cleveland Indians have changed their name to the Guardians. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm gonna not going to be indifferent this time. I'm going to say it's a fake team. I'm going to go make it three for three. It's fake. All right. 
They are not oh, okay. called the Florida Rednecks. However, they are called, or the Florence, the, uh, I can't talk. <laughs> they are not called the Florence Rednecks. However, they are called the Florence Yalls. What? They are a, y'alls? the Yalls, like, hey, y'all. What? They are the Florence Yalls from the Frontier League, uh, and that is an independent league baseball team based in Florence, Kentucky. Kentucky. The Florence Yalls. <laughs> Golly. Oh, you know, I actually just looked it up. The first thing that comes up is their water tower, All right. which says Florence Y'all on if, it. So uh, that must be the trademark. I guess so. Oh. If anyone, Welcome to Florence, y'all. That's if crazy. anybody out there, i.e., if by some miracle my fiance Grace is listening, any of these teams that we, we say on this that are real, I would like their merchandise. Thank you very much. <laughs> They, I, they do. Uh, the y'alls have some killer merchandise as well. Yeah, they kind of look like Ole dope. Miss. They do. They kind of that powder blue and yeah. red. Yeah, they very much look like Ole Miss. Can I get a jersey? I can get a y'alls jersey for eighty dollars. That's sick. Bring it on, man. This is awesome. The Florence y'alls from Florence, Kentucky. That's right. All right. All right. Next on the list for you guys to guess. How about the Gastonia Honey Hunters? You see, I should know this one if this one's Gaston, real or not, because yeah. uh, as previously mentioned, my fiance Grace, who now makes her second appearance on the show in the less than five minutes, is from that area, like the, the just outside of Charlotte. She's on the, the south side of Charlotte, but Gastonia is right there outside of Charlotte. I think that's real. <sighs> what is it? It's the honey... What? Honey hunters. Honey hunters. Is that like a bee? I wonder if that's a bee. Oh, I'm going to say it's real. I can't. I don't need to think about it. It's I'm going to say real as well. It is a real team. Gastonia yeah. Honey Hunters. Their mascot is actually a um, uh, like a wolverine or a badger type. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, they are based in Gastonia, North Carolina. They're part of the Atlantic League of Pro Baseball. Huh. Yeah, it kind of looks like a honey badger. Like a honey badger, yeah. I mean, it's probably what it is, a honey badger. Another very cool logo that they oh, have. Oh, yeah, that's dope. Uh, moving right along, how about the uh, Binghamton Rumble Ponies? That's real. I know that one's real. <laughs> that is definitely real. <laughs> you don't have to trust Brooks. He seems really confident. I know that one's real. <laughs> he's, he's 100% in. Rumble Ponies. I'm, I'm going to ride that one out as real as well. That's a great name. Yeah. The, the Binghamton Rumble. Rumble Ponies out of Binghamton, New York are the AA affiliate of the New York Mets. Oh, I've actually heard about the Honey Hunters before. Sorry, going back, um, they're one of, I think, one of the first like black-owned minor league baseball um, franchises. Yeah, Yeah, something, something like that. They ESPN did a whole thing, and so I kind of like looked into it. But now that I see uh, the the jerseys, I recognize it because I looked it up. Uh, let's see how next on the list. Did, so that last one was the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Did, did uh, Tim Tebow take a stop at the Rumble Ponies, or was that before <laughs> he may have. named after he moved there? I, <laughs> He's taking a stop all. I, yeah, I, he probably did play with the Rumble Ponies. The more that I think about it, I think they were still the, like the Binghamton Mets when he was oh, there. Okay. I think they were still the Mets. Right. I think he got out of there before let's, the Rumble. Yeah, I'm gonna go if see I can, if I can uh, find say, a picture of Tim Tebow. If you could get me a Tim Tebow Rumble, Rumble Ponies jersey, that would be the all-time greatest gift anybody's ever given me. Uh, how about this one? How about the Norwich Narwhals? Nah, it's fake. I want to say this one's real. I want all of these to be real. I wanted the Florence Rednecks to be real. <laughs> well, you got the y'alls anyway. Yeah. Norwich Narwhals. Fake. 
I'm going to say real. Gonna, I just want all these to be real. I may just say real for the rest of the time. I'm going to say fake for this one. The Norwich Narwhals is not a real team. Let's however, go! However, the team in Norwich, Connecticut, part of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, I told you, I dug deep. Yeah. <laughs> they are the Norwich Sea Unicorns. <laughs> wow. So it basically is a yeah, narwhal. Yeah, low-key, that's a narwhal. That's, that's a narwhal. They just don't call themselves the narwhals. Oh, they call themselves awesome the logo. Sea Unicorns. That is an awesome logo. Norwich. And he's holding a bat like a spear. Uh, this is that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Give me one of these hats. Uh, this next one is probably pretty easy, but I put it on here because it's still a goofy name. But uh, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. That is real. That oh. Is, well, yeah. I'm gonna if say he says that's real, then that's, that's real. That's real. They, they actually play in the same uh, – uh, uh, I'm sorry. They are uh, AAA affiliate of the Marlins. They used to be they a double used, A. They used to be double A in the same league with uh-huh. uh, with the Montgomery Biscuits and all that. But now they're triple A. But, yeah, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. They were – there was the – because I remember watching their former team because I – I talked earlier about watching some fun players come up through the minors. Christian Yelich, when he was at Double A Jacksonville Suns, was on the Miami Marlins uh, franchise, and I watched him play against Pensacola. Now Pensacola is a Double A affiliate of the Marlins, and Jacksonville is now the Triple A affiliate. I miss the Jumbo Shrimp. There you go. How about this one? How about the Hartford Heartbreakers? I know Hartford Heartbreakers. I know there's a Hartford team. I know there's a Hartford team. I'm going to go fake. I think both or every time so far that it's been an H and an H or the same two letters twice, it's been fake. So I'm going to have to keep going with that. And I I just can't picture a logo for it in my mind. What's throwing me off is I just don't know how deep you've gone with this one. So I'm going to say it's real because I want all these to be real. Well, that one is not real. However... The double-A affiliate of the Rockies in Hartford, Connecticut, are the Hartford Yard Goats. <laughs> I knew there was a team there. Hartford Yard Goats. Yep. They got uh, a cool logo. There is a, they have a very, very cool logo. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, Hartford Yard Goats. You ever been to uh, Goats on a Roof? No. Nah. Have you ever heard of Goats on the Roof? No. There's, it's, it's, it's not quite a chain. But there's, it's like a touristy a, town thing. That it's it, a restaurant? No. It's just like a country store. Oh. That's, <laughs> and it, it's, it's like a chain around like the, the mountainous areas. There's some in North Georgia. Really? It's called Goats on the Roof. And it's literally just like a country store. But there's goats on the roof. They've got grass planted on their roof. And there's goats up there that just sit up there all day. Okay. And I was going to say, are they alive? Like live they are goats? Live that's goats. sick. Okay. That's cool. I want one of these hats. How about this one? How about the Amarillo Sod Poodles? Yes. I, I've got a story for <laughs> that one. That is, that is 1,000% real. That is 1,000% real. <laughs> I'll trust Brooks. How do you know that that's real, yeah, though? Yeah, Brooks is so confident. He that went is away from the mic real. to take a sip of his, his drink. Yes, right. Do you have an answer? I'm going to have to say yes as well. well. Yes, the uh, Amarillo Sod Poodles in Amarillo, Texas, are the AA affiliate of the Diamondbacks. And How they, do you know that that's they are, real? They are nicknamed the Soddies, and their mascot, it's like a uh, prairie dog. Yep. They, so the, the reason I know it's real is sidebar uh story here my brother blaine childress a lot of uh people getting shout out today 
Blaine Childress is a big weather junkie. Okay. And he talked about a trip for years. We never thought he would go on it. Last year, him and his girlfriend went on a cross-country road trip to Texas, New Mexico, Utah, not Utah, Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma on a storm-chasing trip. Wow. He, she is a meteorology major at the University of South Alabama. He... Got a, he just graduated with a degree in sports management. If you're looking for uh, someone, give Blaine a call. Um, he can use some employment. He also got a, mi- he, he got a minor in meteorology. So they're both weather people, and they went on a, a cross Midwest storm chasing trip. Got to chase a few tornadoes. They stayed far away from them, though. And one night, he just sends me a text message with a picture of a baseball stadium. He says, I'm at Hodgetown, which is another nickname for them. And he said, I'm here for the sod poodles. And he was at the uh, Sod Poodles no. baseball game and bought himself a jersey. I'm still mad that he didn't bring me one. Yeah. What? That's cool. That's a cool story. Well, hey, try this one now. How about the Burlington Sock Puppets? I know Burlington's got a team. Fake. Sock Puppets? I want to say real. That's going to be fake. I want it to be real so bad. I'm going to say real. The Burlington Sock Puppets play in the Appalachian yes. League That's in Burlington, North Carolina. There's a summer collegiate league, and it, honestly, one of the best logos you could ever imagine. Really? The, what, what's the name again? The Burlington Sock Puppets. The best thing about all these, like, summer league, oh, my gosh. <laughs> is, their logo is amazing. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> the best thing like, if you notice, it, he even yeah. has stirrups, like his... Uh, <laughs> His hat is like stirrups. Yeah, dude, that's funny. New team name announced. Live socking news. <laughs> Damn. Sock the world. I was trying to go perfect. Gosh, these are some. I need Ryan McGee, our good friend of the program. Ryan McGee has a billion minor league baseball caps that yeah. he wears just every time they do the Brian, Ryan, uh, Marty McGee radio show. I don't know if he's got a sock puppets hat, but I need to get it before him if he doesn't. Because no. this is my quest now. No. Gosh, that's amazing. It's a great logo. Uh, well, how about this one? Uh, the Traverse City Pit Spitters. Oh, that's real. Traverse City, I know they had a team for a little bit at least. Pit Spitters, real. Again, I want it to be real. I want them all to be real. I haven't said there's one that's been fake in a while. I'm going to say it's not fake. There's something. If this it, is the one that you say is fake yep. and that it's actually fake, I'm going to be upset. I haven't said they're fake in a while, so I'm going to say it's a fake one. This one's real. Let's say real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is real. The tra- oh. Traverse City Pit Spitters from Traverse City, Michigan. They are part of the Collegiate Summer League. Uh, and it's basically... So around Traverse City, Michigan, there's a lot of cherry orchards. And so uh, the whole thing is like a, they're logo is a cherry spitting a cherry pit yeah. i guess yeah now that i think about that uh up in mackinac island <laughs> i know they have a cherry festival which yeah. is on the northern tip of michigan yep. every summer so yeah the pit spitters has to do with the whole cherry Dude, stuff that's there. crazy you can buy pit spitters nfts shout out <laughs> if you want to go over there that's awesome <laughs> hey they're back-to-back northwoods league champions yep. So they're winners. <laughs> yeah. And, and their colors are really cool. I like the, they, it's a cherry red, yeah, it's green, like really black. Deep red. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's a cherry red with green and black. So, yeah, it's pretty at awesome. The, at the Bro. end, we should do a top three favorite logos oh, of all the teams. Oh, after uh, y'all have looked all these up? Uh, this one might be pretty easy. So, actually, I'm not even going to, you won't have to guess this one, but it's just a crazy name. The Albuquerque Isotopes. Yep. Yeah. 
That's it's dope. actually named after the Simpsons. Um, the Springfield the, Isotopes. The Springfield right? Isotopes in Albuquerque did the isotopes. They're currently the AAA affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. What was the... There was... Um, Las Vegas 51s was a Met, was the Mets triple right. for a little bit, and they were like had aliens as their mascot oh, yeah. and everything. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I think they played in the same league with the Isotopes. Uh, how about this one? How about the Akron Rubber Ducks? That's real. That's real. <laughs> I can so, get some of the minor yeah, league teams. Yeah, I would say Brooks is so affirmative when he says that's real. I, I have to believe that that is also real. I'm gonna have to agree. The Akron Rubber Ducks are the double-A affiliate of the Cleveland Guardians. And obviously, uh, Akron is the rubber capital, so everything is kind of named after That's the cool tire industry thing. and everything. They also, yeah, the Rubber Ducks have a really cool logo. It's uh, not a, uh, it doesn't really look like a rubber duck. <laughs> it's, it's a got pretty tire fearsome treads. duck. It's a duck with tire treads on it, yeah. They've yeah, a, a lot uh, of these team names. I logo sick. They've got Same. a shirt called, that says Conetown USA. That's awesome. I need this. Well, moving right along. How about the Missoula Moosehead? I'm going to have to say real. Fake. Real fake. I'm going to say real. Not not Ah, quite the Mooseheads. However, they are the Missoula Paddleheads. Uh, They are an independent Pioneer League team in Missoula, Montana. And the reason the Paddleheads... Moose antlers are called paddles, and a moose is called a paddlehead. Sheesh. So, uh, there you go. Yeah. The cool thing about a lot of these team names is they have to do something with the place. And I think... Right, yeah. And yeah, it, that's it, dope. It has, has something to do with the, the, uh, the, the local, history, the, yeah, yeah. With the local history and all. Uh, how about the Columbia Fireflies? I think that's, that's real. That's got to be real. I think that's because I think didn't I think Tim Tebow actually didn't play for that team. <laughs> Honestly, back probably. to Tim Tebow. I think he actually played for them. So I'm going to well, say it's real. All right. They they are the single A affiliate of the Royals. Ooh. Oh, never mind. So I don't know that Maybe Tebow not. played for them. And uh, their uh, little battle cry is "Let's glow." <laughs> Let's glow. Let's glow. <laughs> Let's glow. Uh, how about the? Let's see through my list here. How about Richmond Flying Squirrels? That's real. Yeah, I gotta go with that's real. That's real. Double A affiliate of the Giants. It's amazing that you've got squirrels. I've always been fascinated with the minor league baseball Mm -hmm. because you've got so many leagues that the teams are spread out amongst that you've got a double A affiliate of the the San Francisco Giants on the East Coast, and it's that far away. Like you've got a you've got players that far away from your organization. Because there's so many leagues that you have to put teams in. They, they're not, it's not like you got a 32-team league or anything, or minor leagues. Right. That logo is hard. Uh, this is another one. We won't guess this one. I just put it down here because it's really neat. Um, the Toledo Mud Hens. Yep. AAA yep. affiliate of the Tigers. But this crazy nickname thing is not just a new phenomenon. The Toledo Mud Hens have been the Mud Hens since 1902. Wow. So the crazy names have gone all the way back then. Uh, how about this one for you guys? The Lehigh Valley Iron Jacks. Oh, Iron Jacks. No, that's not real. I don't think that's real. That's either. not real. I'm going to have to say real. That's fake. I made that one up. They are actually called the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. That's right. 
They okay. are the AAA affiliate of the Phillies based out of Allentown, Pennsylvania. The Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. They, there's a, an alternate cap that they wear, wear that's just two strips of bacon, and it's hilarious. <laughs> that's weird. How about the Lansing Lug Nuts? Yes. I'm going to say that's real. <sighs> Lansing, Michigan. Cars. I'm going to say it's real. Well, yeah. I, can, I guess I got to trust Brooks. <laughs> Said that one more. One more Lan- the Lansing lug nuts. Lug nuts. Lug nuts. I'm gonna have to say fake on that one. The Lansing lug nuts are actually a real team. They are the Sheesh. High A affiliate of the Oakland A's, based in Lansing, Michigan. So yeah, the Dude, lug nuts are crazy. real. Uh, how about the normal corn belters? Normal. Normal corn belters. Oh my gosh. See, that's. <sighs> I'm. <laughs> What was the city I'm gonna on say, that one? I'm going to say real. Real? Yeah, I'm going to say what real. What was the city on that? Normal. That would be in Indiana. Normal yeah. is in Indiana. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. I'm going to say real. Because that's where Ball yeah, State sure. is. I'm doubling down. So I'm going mm, to say it's fake. I'm going to take a left and say it's fake. Uh, the Normal Corn Belters is actually a real team. Let's go. They're based in Normal, Illinois, though. Wow. And they are part of the Collegiate Summer League. Uh, another very cool logo, Corn and... You're in the corn belt, but also corn belters. You know, you belt home runs. So, uh, yeah, normal corn belters. How about, let's see, the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. Yes. I'm going to say it's a real thing. <laughs> I'm going to say it's real because I think they used to be the Fort Myers Miracle. Ah, uh, yeah. Also, I, I, this Corn Belcher's logo, the, yeah. the corn does not look happy. No, it does. Not at all. Yeah, I'm looking think, at it right now. I think from an artistic standpoint, that would be a cool logo to draw. So for that reason, I'm going to have to say true. Uh, I think it's real, too. The mighty, so, yeah, the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles are the single-A affiliate of the Twins down there in Fort Myers, Florida. And, yes, their logo is awesome. And it's muscles. It's not muscles like your art, like... Look at my muscles. It's muscles like in the shell. Like muscles like you eat. Okay, okay. The Corn Belters, I'm looking at their Wikipedia page, or their Wikipedia thing on the side. Their arena slash stadium is called the Corn Crib. <laughs> That's awesome. That's smooth. Is it really? Hold on. I need to make sure. Yep, the Corn Crib. The Corn Crib. <laughs> Seats seven thousand. That's like a normal. That's awesome. That's like, a, that's that's awesome. like your normal uh, minor league baseball stadium. They have corn in the outfield too. They probably do. I wonder what they got. They do. Oh, they do have That's corn awesome. Them. They've got a patch of corn in the outfield. Yeah. Pretty That's good. awesome. That's like uh, uh, some Field of Dreams stuff oh, right yeah. there. Uh, moving right along here before we run out of time. Yeah. How about the Modesto Pistachio? Yes. I'm going to say no, but I think I think you changed it just a little bit where it's that you made it fake. But I think Modesto does have a, have a team, but I think you changed the mascot. So I'm going to say, yeah, that's fake. I'm going to go with real. I'm going to have to say fake on that one. They are not called the pita- pistachio. I cannot pr- speak to that. However, <sighs> the Modesto single-A affiliate of the Mariners are the Modesto Nuts. That's right. Ah. Where is Modesto? Modesto, California. Oh, okay. Um, They have three mascots, Al the Almond, Wally the Walnut, and Shelly the Pistachio. That's awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, the Modesto Nuts. Uh, How about the Sugar Land Skeeters? Yes. Yes, that is a real team. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go true. No. What? They I trusted you. They changed their name. No. I oh, that's such a technicality. <laughs> Uh, I knew that was going to happen. The team, formerly called the Sugarland Skeeters, are now called the Sugarland Space Cowboys. They are the AAA affiliate <laughs> of the Houston Astros. Uh, I kind of like that. Mm. I mean, I can see the Sugarland Space see Cowboys. I bet they That's got a awesome. Sweet logo. Yeah. I yeah. saw their logo yesterday too when I was looking at minor league scores, and I didn't even Space. realize it. That's Space awesome. Cowboys. Man. So fun yeah. names. Oh yeah. Oh, that is a cool Wait, logo. And instead of trying to guess some more, because I know oh. we're getting short on time, I'm gonna read off some of these others. Okay. Um, uh, the the double A affiliate of the Astros in Corpus Christi, Texas, are the Corpus Christi Hooks. Yep, I knew that. And one. it's literally just a fish hook with eyes on it. Uh, <laughs> they play in. Uh, they play at Waterburger Field. Um, the Coastal Plain League, uh, the Savannah Bananas, and the Making Bacon, they have quite a few good names. The Tri-City Chili Peppers out okay. of Colonial Heights, Virginia. Uh, the Ashboro Zookeepers That's from Ashboro, North Carolina. The High Point, to- uh, High Point Thomasville High Toms. Oh, jeez. That's high a Toms. The High Toms. Well, High Point Thomasville. Yeah. The High Toms. Yeah. Uh, and then they also have a team out of Spartanburg, South Carolina. The and Spartanburgers. The Spartanburgers. Yeah. Brant told me about that yeah. one. That's the just Spartanburgers? Yeah. Spartanburgers. What that's it. World? That is that's all it. they are. That's, the, that's just their name. They're the Spartanburgers. And so then I dug some other names up. Uh, hockey. ECHL. The Florida Everblades. <laughs> that's sick. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> they are affiliated with the Nashville Predators. So yeah, the Florida Everblades. Uh, you have the Orlando Solar Bears. And you have the Danbury Hat Tricks. Uh, Danbury Hat Tricks are in the Federal Prospects Hockey League, which is the same league with the Columbus River Dragons, which is kind of a cool name in itself for the River Dragons. Uh, then I also decided to even go further down this wormhole and found some crazy high school and college names that uh, you've probably never heard of. Unfortunately for me, the Spartanburgers team store online is closed. And now, now I'm kind of sad. <laughs> Uh, in Jordan, Utah, the Jordan, Utah Beat Diggers. What? Yeah. Jordan, yeah. Jordan High School, Utah Beat Diggers. Uh, Conway, I didn't write the step. These are Conway, Arkansas. They are the Wampus Cats. Oh. Wampus uh, one that I'm very familiar with down in South Georgia, in Cairo, Georgia. They are the Syrup Makers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they are the Cairo Syrup Makers. Uh, this one I thought was kind of neat. Um, in Watersmeet, Michigan High School, they are the Nimrods. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason is in the Bible, Nimrod was a mighty warrior. Hmm. And so, therefore, they are the, <laughs> they could, are the Waters. I, could, I they don't think the, I could say I played for the Nimrods. Yeah, they're yeah. the Watersmeet Nimrods. Uh, in uh, in Tetuopolis, Illinois, the high school there, they are the Wooden Shoes. The Tutopolis, I guess it's Tutopolis Wooden Shoes. Go figure. Uh, Central Chattanooga in Tennessee, they are the Purple Pounders. Uh, uh, Legendary Auburn kicker Damon Duvall was a Purple Pounder at Central Chattanooga. I've been to their gym. Um, Their logo is like literally this big purple fist with like a uh, Thor hammer in it. Uh, Yuma, Arizona. Their high school nickname? The Criminals. 
<laughs> they are the Yuma criminals. All right. Nice. <laughs> uh, Webster University or the Gorlocks? The what? Gorlocks. Okay. Well, uh, Scottsdale Community College. They are the Fighting Artichokes. <laughs> this is just you're running out of names at this point. You didn't want to name yourself like, like the Tigers or yeah, the Panthers. Right? Uh, Trying to get creative. Uh, another university, South Dakota Mines University, are the Hard Rockers. Uh, Southern Arkansas University, they're the Mule Riders. Gosh. This one's cool. Southeastern Oklahoma State University, the Savage Storm. Wow. Wow. Uh, Chinook High School in Chinook, Montana are the Sugar Beaters. Uh, Cobden High in Cobden, Illinois, they are the Apple Knockers. In Hoopston High in Illinois, they are the Corn Jerkers. Oh my gosh, these aren't real. Polka High School in Polka, West Virginia, they are the Dots. They are literally the polka dots. Yeah. (laughs) Frankfurt High School. Take a wild guess. Frankfurt. Hot dogs? They are the hot dogs. They are the Frankfurt High hot dogs. And then finally here on Wacky Wednesday, Centralia High in Illinois. They are the orphans. And their girls' teams are called the Annies. That can't be uh, real. At Centralia High School in Centralia, Illinois. Big the Centralia Orphans and their girls' team are the Centralia Annies. Wacky Wednesday. Team names. Wacky team names. We'll wrap up the show and recover from that after this. Thunder Chickens. Us on tweeters. Follow our sports call host, JJ Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at sports call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. up a Wednesday edition of Sports Call. I'm Brooks Shoulders, joined by Tom Peavy, Cam Berry, and C.J. Webster. Glad you've joined us this afternoon. We just got done with Wacky Wednesday. Some great team names. We're all sitting here trying to decide, like, which was our favorite. I See, I, I like the Burlington Sock Puppets. is Phenomenal. It just is brilliant. I said during the break, Carolina Disco Turkeys. Just, just the concept of a disco turkey is phenomenal. Yeah. And then I liked the polka dots, the high school team. The high school team. in polka dots. Isn't that West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah, polka. And that's P-O-C-A, not like Lochapoca. P-O-C-A, polka high school. Polka dots. The polka dots. Hilarious. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get you to send me a copy of that list so I can start adding that to my Christmas lists. All I'll just hand you the list. Okay. I don't All need right. any more. All right. We're done with the. We're done with the wacky ones. Start so. checking those off as I get you. them. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four. My locally toll free one triple eight nine Tiger nine is how you can call in tomorrow's show yep. as we are wrapping up here on a Wednesday afternoon. Before we get out of here, we want to get you your nightly TV guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Nightly TV Guide for a Wednesday. Your movie picks for this evening. Six o'clock on Paramount. This is, if you choose to watch this, this is the only thing you're watching tonight. It's Titanic. 
starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Good movie. Long movie. Long, yes. If So, like I said, if, if you choose to watch this, that's the only thing you're watching tonight. If you don't, other movie selections, 630 on USA, starring Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock, The Proposal. And then at 6.30 on VH1, it's Men in Black 3. So those are your movie picks for the evening. No Auburn softball tonight. So sports-wise, 6 o'clock over on ESPNU. Kentucky takes on Louisville in some college softball. Kentucky, a top-10 team. They visit their in-state rivals, the Louisville Cardinals. NBA action tonight. The NBA 75th celebration game, 6.30 on ESPN. It's the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks. Also at 6.30 on TNT, some NHL hockey action. The Tampa Bay Lightning take on the Washington Capitals as we hurdle down the stretch for both NBA and NHL toward the playoffs. Tonight at 9 o'clock on FS1, it's the CONCACAF Champions League Soccer. Seattle Sounders take on NYCFC. Also at 9 o'clock, NHL action. Calgary Flames is the Anaheim Ducks. And at 9.05 on ESPN and the NBA, the Phoenix Suns, who just knocked the Lakers out of playoff contention last night, take on the Los Angeles Clippers. They continue their Los Angeles stretch. That is a look at your nightly TV guide. CJ, we like to ask this every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. What have you been watching recently on Netflix or streaming service? Or is there a movie that you recommend watching that you watched recently? Or what is your mo- what is your pick for the evening? What, what do you want people to watch tonight? That is a great question. I actually just finished a show about a week or two ago, but I'm completely blanking on the name. Um, and that's a problem in itself. <laughs> but it was actually very good. And if you give me a second... It must have not been that good. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about it is the name actually doesn't really have anything to do with the show is about. Interesting. Um, it was kind of like a documented crime type okay. investigation show. Hmm. But it was, I think, nine episodes long. And oh, wow. Huge plot. I mean, every episode keeps you on your toes. Was it a real, like, real-life events? I don't think so. So it's kind of inspired by something. Yeah. And we'll, just say cr- in tre- we'll just say crime dramas. Yeah. Go stream some crime dramas tonight. And that is a look at your night TV guide for this Wednesday. Tom, thank you so much for the research. Enjoyed it. We didn't give, we didn't give much love to the Yard Goats. The Yard Goats is phenomenal. That's another phenomenal logo. We got caught up with goats on a roof, and I apologize yeah. for that. <laughs> Cam, also thank you for being here. Of course. CJ. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. First time on the show. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Had a great time. We'll get you back on very, very soon. For Tom Peavy, Cam Berry, CJ Webster, I've been Brooks Childers. Thanks to everyone who tuned in and called in. We will talk to you on a new episode of Sports Call tomorrow afternoon.